Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con for 2014 and beyond. I am Ryan. To my left is... James. In front of us is... I'm a return guest coming back. It's uh, Mac Biore Bonics. Sweet. Sweet. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for coming back. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having me back. Oh, man. I I love your soulful voice. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you listening at home, Bree is black. (laughs) (laughs) And let's wait for my wife to be really disgusted with what I just said. No, you didn't say anything too bad. I know. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anyways, you might everyone listening at home might be like, "Hey, where's Brad?" Um, you know what? Brad left us a message. I'm going to go ahead and play that right now. Hey guys, it's Brad. Just calling to wish you guys a good show tonight. Um, sorry I can't be there because I got an email from Emma Stone inviting me to dinner in Longmont. So in your faces, I'm waiting for her here in the restaurant. It's been an hour, and I'm bored. Um, so I figured I'd call you. And uh, yeah, so um, there there was a RoboCop trailer this uh this week and i wanted to talk about it but because i can't be there because i'm gonna have dinner i think with emma stone yeah she'll be here i mean she's busy i i i can i can be held you know back an hour right um interesting thing her email is plan942 at gmail.com uh just a fun fact there um i guess she's a ed wood fan or something i guess uh, but anyway um yeah there the robocop trailer um i actually think is pretty cool I mean, the trailer itself looks cool, um, but my expectations are low that it's not going to be much better than, you know, a Total Recall remake. I, I, I think it's going to be a competent movie. Um, it's going to be cool, but it's, it's not going to capture the same spirit um, that uh, Paul Verhoeven's uh, satirical RoboCop uh, did. So, anyway, I just wanted to throw my two cents in there um, because I uh, did not expect a RoboCop trailer this week. And, um, yeah, hopefully Emma Stone will be here soon. And uh, I'll uh, get this uh, this date on the road here. So uh, yeah, have a good show tonight, guys. I'll talk to you later. So me and James came up with a great idea. Brad has a huge crush on Emma Stone, so we went well, ahead and who doesn't? Really? Well, I mean, everybody does. Yeah. You know, she's Gwen Stacy, lover. Uh, but so we went ahead and sent Brad to a local restaurant in Longmont and told him Emma Stone is going to be there. And he bought it because he's a artard. So <laughs> he's yeah, up. And for those of you who don't live in Denver, Longmont is not close to Denver. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. I mean, it's not. And why it's would not really why would local. she be hanging out in Longmont? <laughs> yeah, why would she be in Longmont? Yeah, of all places. Also has a boyfriend. Yeah, Andrew like, Garfield, Spider Man. Brad's a fucking dumbass. He's so <laughs> fucking stupid. God damn it! But he's pretty good at running the show. He so is. I guess we'll have him back. We'll have him back. Well, what we'll see. Days? Well, maybe he'll run away with Emma Stone that he's never going to have a date with. Yeah. Is so that Carpaccio might... getting cold? Uh, burn, it's always cold. The, p- the point is he might be back next week, but he's definitely not on this episode. Yeah. So, fuck him. <sighs> so, do you think he's in the restaurant right now and saying, hey, I'm looking for a sultry redhead, and she's going to say, hey, Brad, I'm here to have sex with you, and she's totally not going to be there. It's going to be awesome. He's probably talking to some girl that kind of looks like her, that he thinks is her, and like totally embarrassing himself. Maybe. And you know what's so stupid about Brad is we sent it through your email. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. He thought he thought that she was an Ed Wood fan. I know. The like, fuck? Okay, he's so fucking stupid. Yeah, Ed Wood fans aren't pretty. Whoa. Hey. Whoa. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that, I guess, you know, Tim Burton's not a pretty man, so that kind of makes sense. But he loves movie magic. <laughs> movie magic. Yeah. Look at my crazy hair and my English girlfriend wife who i've had three kids with but won't marry oh danny elfman would you make me the same score again that was really good the last <laughs> nine times i know 
I don't really want to push Danny Elfman to the limits because all he does is the same score over and over again for my dark and moody movies. I'm punch you in the wiener. We're singing about <laughs> Danny Elfman. You know the problem is you right leave now. Danny Ryan, Elfman out of this. New listeners are listening, thinking like this is just a podcast where dudes talk shit about uh, Tim Burton. Yeah, and well, they're friends. Well, fuck what, Tim what Burton. Dick bags. What good movie has Tim Burton ever made? Dude, Big Fish and Ed Wood, which is the movie we're talking about. Okay, I'll give you Ed Wood for sure. And uh, and Big Fish. Just saying, he did the original art for my favorite movie of all time. So he did not do your favorite. movie. He produced it. He did the original Wait, she art. She said for no. It, she was right that design. time. No, no, yeah, she was right that time. I wasn't really listening to her. I know. You never do. Uh, there's there is a 20th anniversary of that movie coming out. Mm-hmm. I don't know you're probably on not Blu-ray. Buy it for me. I, I, why we have like two copies of like special editions of it? How many fucking copies do we have? Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, soon we'll have them all. <laughs> Stay tuned for what's being released on Blu-ray next week. Um, if you're like, hey, I listen to the Real Nerds podcast, but they never give me anything. Hey, I have I have news for you guys. I have two tickets to see Ben Kronberg at the Oriental Theater, October twelfth at eight o'clock. All you have to do is tweet us and say dick, and then um, we'll give you the tickets. Yeah, There's two of them. Bree is disqualified because he tweets us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, be, to be completely above board, these are actually the thing that we won for uh, the open screen night when we came in second place, um, which was great. And we thought, well, yeah, we could go see them. Or we could just give them to our fans because that would be cool, too. Um, so thank you to Open Screen Night and ch- check them out because it's also at the Oriental. So, so you're uh, just telling everybody that we're giving our fans something we got for free because we didn't want them. No, what no, the no, fuck, not because we didn't James? want them. No, no, no. It was more that <laughs> like, like, hey, uh, I, this is shit that we won. You guys go ahead and take it because um, hey, no, no, no. none of us are gonna go. Do you know how many free tickets to the Alamo I have, and how many I've used, and how many I am giving away to people? No, like, yeah, I, all of them. I've gotten oh, all yeah? of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who it's you more give, than who like you giving them away to. Uh, Jay, well, he hasn't gotten it yet. But uh, James Music, who we ran into, and just other, you know, know other just fans just that we run into. So this total lie that you've made up right now. No, no, it's no not. one has gotten a free Alamo ticket I'm from you, just, James. But they're gonna. I'm going to okay. spread the word, though. Anyway, they, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm telling you, you guys are handing out free tickets. That's that's awesome. Thank you. The point is, the point is, we have free shit to give away. The point is, when we get stuff, I don't want to just keep it. I want to give it away. That's the point I'm trying See, to make. See, you're unselfish. Me, I got a Michael Uslan signed uh, Batman Dark Knight DVD Blu-ray combo well, pack on Steelbook, and I kept it for myself. Well, yeah, you kept it for yourself because he signed it to Ryan. Like, he did. And it, we Ryan, aren't going to give like, it away Ryan to anybody Ryan went in not Ryan. knowing he was going to sign it to him, so when they when it says to Ryan, he was like, well, I guess we can't give this to a fan. <laughs> well, what, If what, you're a fan and your name is Ryan, be sure to write in. Well, we've no. got a Michael Uslan <laughs> signed. They can't even do that because... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can sharpie over it. Well, well, the bad thing is they can't even do that because he so personalized. This is how awesome Michael Uslan is, by the way. Mega producer of Batman yeah. franchise, by the way. Uh, he wrote to Ryan, thanks for having me on your podcast. I appreciate <laughs> it. Okay. Michael right. Uslan in a bat symbol. So if your name is Ryan or Brian or anything that ends in R-Y-A-N and you run a podcast, write in and we might I will send not you. give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd like to hear the amazing interview with Michael Uslan, click on the interviews at realnerdspodcast.com and find Michael Uslan. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, man, that was funny. And you're like, hey, how could we ever meet the real nerds? Well, guys, I have three opportunities for you in the next month to meet the real nerds. Uh, we're going to be at... Myth and Legends Con, September 28th. That is a Saturday at the Denver Sheridan Tech Center. And we will have a panel about movies there. Yeah. And it'll be fun. 
And if you're like, hey, who are those guys wearing real nerd shirts? That's us. <laughs> Say hi. We're not, we're not going to have our show there, but we will have a panel. And we're going to just check it out. It'll be lots of fun. Who are those losers that are all dressed the same? What yeah. the fuck is that? Oh, that's so cool. They're probably butt buddies. Oh, um, now it's that's, weird. That's code for gay. No, um, I, I know what it is. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Laura. You were a little late on that one. Laura, you don't have to be PC all the time. It's okay. <laughs> Well, oh, someone in this relationship has to be considerate of others. Just saying. That's true. Yeah, no, I am considerate to everybody. I'm giving away free tickets. Actually, I'm giving away the free tickets. Yeah, that's really nice of you, James. That you won for free. <laughs> oh Just, man. Um, also, uh, Mile High Horror is going to be at the Alamo Draft House. It I'm is. Looking very forward to that. I'm Are you? Are you? Yes. Yeah, oh, you should be, uh, make it. What's his name? Pinhead. What's the, the Doug Bradley? Bradley. He, he's my he's my goal to get on the show. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hopefully uh, Jonathan Tiersen, fan of the podcast and who played Ricky in Sleepaway Camp. Uh, I was talking to him at his screening of Sleepaway Camp, and he told me he will work with everybody there to get him on our show. Sweet. And uh, Jeffrey Reddick's there too, who was on the show last year. Je- and Jeffrey Reddick, I met him at uh, I believe it was Starfest or Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he was, was at Starfest. Starfest. Yeah, he yeah. was at Starfest. Really cool guy. Oh, he's um, awesome. I just recently, uh, he had made a post on um, Facebook uh, for uh, a little course on screen writing screenplays, and I took it. Got my little completion letter. Nice, nice. No, he's a really cool guy. He's really soft spoken. Uh, there's a great interview with him too about how he broke into the business writing to New Line. Um, but he'll be there too, so we'll get him back on the show. So we have a couple people that hopefully will help us wrangle up the rest of the talent there. You know what I love about my life at horror? Hmm. Um, because I am so not somebody who knows a lot about horror, mm-hmm. I just sort of sit there and watch awesome stuff happen around us. Yeah. It's really great. And last year, Brad got dolled up like a zombie. No, he got beat, like he was beat up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, got all the. So, uh, yeah, they'll probably be makeup there. I was looking on their Facebook page. There's something like 900 people going already. Dude. So it should be lots of fun. Um, yeah, and they'll have lots of good movies there. You can buy tickets online, milehighhorrorfest.com. Cool. Mile High Horror, I think, is just the website. Uh, also, the following week, we will be in Telluride for Telluride Horror Show. Yay! Uh, I'm really excited because this year I won't have to study. Uh, <laughs> but she might have her new job, so it might be without Laura. Aww. Hopefully I can make it. Uh, hopefully Laura can. But we will but be up there again. if I go, I won't have to be studying pharmacology in a random bar in Telluride while you guys are seeing cool Oh, that's movies. right. And we will that's have right. to remember to bring food. <laughs> remember, Telluride <laughs> shuts down. I. Uh, it's October it's a week week after. 11th. 11th. It's October 11th. 12th and 13th. Thanks, Internet, for answering that for me. So, yeah, we'll be out there. Um, my my cousin Lisa lives in Montrose, and she said we can stay with her, but I think it's like over an hour away. Ooh. So that might be really we'll difficult. Um, we'll but see. do they have places on the way that sell food that are open past no, no, 9 no. p.m.? So, okay, if you're going to Telluride and you happen to be listening, um, let us pass on some wisdom for you. Telluride shuts down at about 9, 30, 10 o'clock for food. So... If you want beer and, like, popcorn... Yeah, you can get that. You can get that, but, but anything beyond that, you're screwed. But if you're going to the festival and you're going to be there all day long, um, make sure you've got food in your hotel room, because otherwise you're going to get out of the festival at midnight and you're going to walk down the street with a horrible headache from not eating all day and so fucking tired you can't stand anymore, and you're not going to be able to uh, to to fill your body at all. No. Nope. I think we had granola bars. So like we ate a granola bar. I was like, no. 
This it was is like, not helping. It was. Ex- I was having like flashbacks to the, you know the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where um, you find out that the way that they fall asleep in in Charlie's bedroom is to <laughs> drink a beer, eat a bunch of cat food, <laughs> and then like while their stomach feels like awful shit, they just close their eyes yeah. and pass out. Really and then quick. you feel gross, and then there's all the cats outside. That's what Brad and I were doing. Like everywhere. we'd get yeah. back to the hotel room, I would shove a granola bar in my mouth, one or two of them, and then I would just get in the fetal position in the bed and shut my eyes. With a serious force until I fell asleep. It was horrible. And then Brad was really cold, so he just like, you know, spoon you. <laughs> you, you, you weren't privy to that because you were passed out. <laughs> oh, and but... I, f- I forgot. I really did have a headache every single night because of not eating. So I was taking like a handful of ibuprofen and then the granola bar. It was really horrible. Actually, that gives you ulcers. Like, not even kidding. That's not a good idea. No, I know. <laughs> I, I have a funny story with Brad. Uh, it was like four, four in the morning or oh, so. Oh, that poor guy. And I heard Brad get up and he left. Yeah, and because I'm such a light sleeper, and he never came back, <laughs> and so and I don't Telluride know. Telluride is not a town where you expect somebody is going to get shanked in the middle of yeah. the night. But I, we were pretty sure, yeah, he's dead. And and the funny thing with, uh, but Brad came back <laughs> eventually in the morning, and he like knocked ever so night night nicely on the door. He's like, no, didn't you call him? Did I call? I did. I, I call think him. You I don't know. I think I remember waking up and having like seeing. Oh yeah, I did. I texted and you. Him, were and like, I was like, where the hell where are, are you? you? And he's like, I'm in the car. <laughs> Like, dude, you could have knocked on the door. I would have let you in. Yeah. He just and then, 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 then I would have punched you with my fist, but I would have let him in. No. No, no, no. I felt so bad for him. Yeah, fuck him, dude. <laughs> He's not here. What's he going to do? Well. He's probably sucking the waiter's dick right now because he feels so bad that Emma Stone's not there. Out of loneliness. Yeah. I just feel gross Using his now. tears for Lou. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are the worst people. <laughs> so. Uh, You're friends. That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, but anyways, my cousin Lisa, uh, she went to the Telluride Film Festival. Oh, She was yeah? up there for uh, all the days up there. Did she get to see the Punch Brothers? Uh, I'm not sure, but she told me about Prisoners. <gasps> and she Prisoners s- is there? Yeah, and, it was. And she talked, She uh, I don't know if she talked to Hugh Jackman or he was there presenting it, uh, but she said the movie's amazing. Uh, Prisoners is my second most anticipated movie Did for you the read the review fall. I read on, at, from Variety? No. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm trying really hard not to see anything. Did you see uh, my, the number one movie I'm anticipating for the fall is, Gal- is um, um, uh, Gravity? We, we yeah, Bree got of... a first-hand view of what you do in a movie theater where you don't want to... <laughs> I... I thought you were an astronaut and were like having a flashback or something. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, "Man, is he having a flashback?" He's like, and he's like, "No, he just doesn't want to spoil the movie." <laughs> oh, you were, you were talking about it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, because well, this is any sane person. If you're seeing a movie theater and the guy next to you is covering his ears and like rocking back and forth, <laughs> like he has, what's and I, that, I, I uh, was humming. I know you assume he, well, he might have mild Asperger's. Let's yeah, you know, no, no, no. I have some patience. I just really didn't. I hadn't seen the trailer yet. Don't want to see this. <laughs> I hadn't seen the trailer yet, and I was like, it started off good, just a little bit, and I was like, oh, no, I don't I don't want to see anything. You know, all so, the trailers yeah. for it ex- are almost exactly the same. But I haven't seen any of them. That's the point. I have not seen any of them. You've never, you haven't seen Sandra Bullock just talking to herself? Nope. Oh, well, I'll tell you. So, in the trailer, Sandra Bullock, like, breaks away because there's a space debris. No, stop and it! And so... <laughs> Actually, it doesn't matter. You could tell me. The point isn't that I don't know what the movie's about. Uh, the point is that I don't, I haven't seen the shots, so I don't have any idea what to look for. Um, my, the best example I can give you is, uh, and this this is a weird one or an obvious one, but um, Cowboys and Aliens. 
mm-hmm. or Cowboys versus Aliens. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, when spoilers for that movie. Um, when Olivia Wilde dies in that movie, I was like, oh, I know she's coming back because in the trailer that was that, there was that scene where she was naked. Yeah. Because I'd seen the trailer a billion times, and so there are times like that where you see shots, um, and I just I don't want to have them in my memory because I remember shots really well. Uh, I did the same thing for Prometheus, where I would still listen to the dialogue. I would listen to it and whatever, um, because I, the, the plot wasn't what was going to spoil it for me. It was that I knew that movie was going to be gorgeous, and I didn't want to see any of it before it happened. Basically, um, it's going to be like Pigs in Space. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiled. Pigs in Space. So if you're wondering what the Real Nerds podcast do, every week we go see a new movie, and we wow. podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw Riddick. Yeah. Rule the dark. Rule if the you're dark in, uh, in foreign countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Hey, so we stay tuned, about stay that tuned for that review. Uh, we spoil the movie, so we talk about the movie. Then after we're done talking about the movie, we play the trailer. After the trailer, we spoil the movie. No, Vin Diesel spoils the movie, but we'll do our best. Well, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Not with his biceps, he doesn't. <laughs> um. So I'm going to change up the format of the show. Okay. Um. Because fuck Brad, he's not here. Yeah. Well, no. I, I actually, would, uh, actually, Ryan's the one who's. I run the show, honey. So whatever I say goes, Brad just sits behind his computer like, I'm Brad. I make sure the levels are right. If it's too high, I don't care because I'm a horrible editor. So fuck him. <laughs> um, all, anyway, the, all the episodes that sound like shit are the ones where Brad's not on dude, it. Shut just, up. I'm just saying. I'm watching the levels no one now. They're horrible. That. Fuck Brad. Yeah. You know what? Who cares? He's probably crying in some alley in Longmont, smelling the cow shit, and just hating life. And that's all right. Are you fucking your own ear? No, I was trying to remind you that we uh, we didn't talk about tweaked. I, that didn't make any sense to me. We didn't talk about tweaked. Yeah, I know. But oh. you doing this doesn't make sense. Oh. That means it looks like you're just effing your ear. Okay. But if you're wondering why I sound so great, it's not because of Brad, because Brad's not here. He's an idiot. But it's because you're listening to this through tweaked audio earbuds. Yeah. If you log on to tweakedaudio.com and you pick any earbuds you want in the checkout Type in real nerds in the coupon section, R-E-E-L-N-E-R-D-S, one word. You get a third off your whole order, Yeah, and you get some quality earbuds. I was listening, I was watching a movie on my Kindle today with my tweaked audio earbuds with noise reduction microphone, so I didn't hear my wife. I thought she, I thought Laura left. Like, I was watching this movie, and I got done watching, I, like, walked out of the bedroom, and the house was quiet, and, like, Reggie was, my doggy was laying on the couch, and... Laura, I didn't see her anywhere. I'm like, oh, sweet. So I busted out the porn. I started like totally jacking it. And then she came out of the bathroom. I was like, (laughs) well, here's what I can tell you, Ryan. Yeah. If she didn't leave that day, she will one day. (laughs) Probably. It's probably uh, (laughs) because I I make fun of homosexuals. Probably. Um, But anyways, thank you, Tweaked Audio. I'm sure they really appreciated that plug. (laughs) Wow. Um, See, honey, you think inclusive language doesn't have a place until you just turn off half your audience. <laughs> <laughs> you think no, no, no. half the our audience, audience is gay? The audience turns off us, okay? I, I sincerely doubt that. Uh, you never hey, know. Hey, no, no, no. It's gay people in, are in a minority. Time. And you know what? Gay people oh my flaunt God. it so much oh that my I would God. know. Oh, my God. Right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Uh, even on the internet, this isn't okay. <laughs> So wh- where's the line? I was talking about horse raping a few Somewhere, months ago. No, and horse raping's okay. And if you want to see raping, come see our next sh- screening of our show. <laughs> our short. There oh. might be a, a rape surprise in there. That's not cool. No, Don't Ryan preview was, rape. Ryan was telling me about the premise of this new pod show. And I was like, shut, up, shut up. I'm not spoiling We don't anything. spoil our pod show. I know what we're doing. 
<laughs> he was telling me about it, and I was like, "Are you? You guys are kidding me? You you did not go there, really?" Which yeah. the pod show or the uh, the trailer? whatever the one that Ryan was filming, running around. Oh, the oh, that yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's funny. Yeah, but that's not the pod show. Until you see like the the, the raw footage of it, <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyways, let's move on. Uh, change, change, you're changing up the schedule. That's I what am. I am. Um, for people uh, who don't want spoilers, maybe don't want to listen to me and James right now. But uh, this is called Real Gamers. But anyways, I, I really wanted to talk to James about The Last of Us. Yeah. Have you played yeah, you it? Played it, Bree. I started. Well, I went over a friend's house this weekend, and they started playing it. And um, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going. That's a game I want to get. I'm just waiting for it to go down in price. Oh, I'm man. Trying to save money, but. The beginning of it just it draws you in. Yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm really impressed by it. And uh, you know, that game is actually based off of stuff that could really happen. I mean, if you see those, have you seen those zombie ants that spread those uh, the fungus? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They definitely the whole the whole fungus thing. So basically, it's it's about they're not zombies, is what Ryan's gonna say. But it's a it's a zombieism. Hey guys, uh, we're not zombies. Yeah, they're zombies. Um, uh, no, they're not. Yeah, they're they're fucking zombies. Zombies, anyway. you die, Ryan, you come back to life. Ryan. Infected yeah. people don't die, and they just get infected with something. Hence, the infected. It's a, it's zombies. Um, uh, it's I, anyway, zombie. hold on, hold on. Whatever it is, it's the, it's the very best of that I've ever been told. It's the best zombie or infected story I have ever been told. Um, if 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 Bree wants to play it, I don't want to spoil the ending. Yeah, but, yeah um, I know a lot of people beat it, you know, because it's, yeah. it's, it's because it's a game that you just can't put down. But yeah, uh, it, um, and, and Ryan and I can talk about how much I love the ending off the air. But uh, again, I, I, I said this last week when we were talking about the co- the uh, comic book. Mm-hmm. This is one of the best games I've ever played. One of the one of my favorite games of all time, um, and I think the defining game of this last generation of video games. Yeah, if you read my review on RealNerdsPodcast.com. dot com. Um, I describe it as the most important game that has come out in this generation. Yeah. Um, not only is it a great game, but in for, in the way it tells a story and the way it's presented to you. Mm-hmm. Um, because Joel is not a good person. Uh, when yeah. he when he loses uh, his daughter at the beginning, that's not spoiler. She dies no, in no, the no, first no. like yeah. five minutes. Um, really good though, man. He, he changes his whole who he is yeah. and I, I mean and it was actually shocking one of the biggest shock moments to me was playing the game at the beginning and you know his daughter shot and all this stuff and it says 20 years later yeah it jumps forward in time 20 years mm-hmm. um i think that's part of why it is so good is that it's not a zombie apocalypse game or infected apocalypse game it's a like post-apocalyptic yeah you know it's, it's these are just people scrounging and they they know how to survive exactly in this world. and i think you're right you know it's you're not dealing with being overwhelmed right away you're dealing with the normal life of yeah. not only the government but horrible people um and there's there's uh you know i don't really get scared in movies um but there's generally tense moments in this game i'll i'll never forget I, it's pretty early in the game um you know, you see a couple of the runners, the the infected, they're just infected and they're yeah. really ad- aggressive. But there's this one part where <clears throat> Ellie and Tess are like off in the corner and I turned on my flashlight because there's this like room that was empty and I just like went into it and all of a sudden like all of them like pop like <gasps> and there was like 15 of them. And I was like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> and like you run away and they're all chasing you and oh man, it's, yeah. then you realize you left Ellie behind and you have to go run and try to save her and 
Um, and there's uh, there's moments in that game that just uh, transcend the the medium it's told in. Yeah. Uh, the my favorite, well, besides the ending, but we won't talk about. Yeah. But my favorite moment in the game is this part where the whole time Joel is trying to you know just get rid of Ellie, and she runs away, and they have this confrontation in this house. And uh, it, it like broke my heart, and mm-hmm. I I literally waited till the game saved. I turned off the game, and I'm like, I cannot play this game right now because uh, I was so disgusted with Joel and so heartbroken for Ellie. I um I believe the moment you're talking about is I'll only be more scared mm-hmm. um, when she says that line. Yeah, I would play this game, and I would turn it off when I got depressed, mm-hmm. and I I it took me six or seven sessions to get through it yeah um not because i didn't want to keep playing just because they would get me emotionally to a level and i would realize how invested i was in these characters and how truly sad i was for what was going on Mm -hmm. that and i I would just be like okay they've they've achieved something by telling me the story in this way and i need to respect that and and soak in it Mm -hmm. um and let it impress me because it is so impressive um man but this is one of those games, though, that you kind of—I don't know—you you, you kind of want to play and, you know, absorb, let everything just like kind of like a movie. Because there's, yeah. there's there's a couple of games like, you know, my mom is not into gaming, but some games I can play in front of her and she'll be, you know, engrossed in the story. And mm-hmm. that's the way The Last of Us it looks so far. You oh know, yeah, it looks like it tells a very interesting story. My oh, wife's absolutely. the same way. She would sit and like watch and just read her book and stuff, and I'd always catch her like peeking up <laughs> uh, <laughs> to see what's happening in it. Well, it gets the part that, like, yeah, when he'd walk into a room and they'd have all these, like, zombies just real quiet. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, because, you know, the clickers, man. Oh, the clickers are good. And I don't, um, and I felt so, like, stupid when I was playing it a few times. Because, you know, there'd be times when the, there, there's this one part when you're underneath the subway mm-hmm. and there's, like, five or six clickers. And you have to sneak around and get them. And I kept on fucking getting caught from one from behind. And then it comes up and says, you can change the difficulty if you want. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not changing the difficulty. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, the little, it's, yeah. it's pretty horrific. Um, ah, oh man, I really want to talk about something that, no, I can't, I can't even spoil that a little bit. There's that, I mean, it's not even, it's just a thing. Uh, nope. I can't, I no, I can't too, do it. It's I one can't. of the first survival horror games where I didn't go rushing into things. Yeah. Um, you know, in Resident Evil, even in the early ones where you're limited in ammo, I would take chances. Um, in this game, and two in Resident Evil's the early ones, I would run past zombies, right. and I would remember where they were when I had to come back there because I wanted to save the ammo for you know the bosses. In this game, if you decide you're going to leave, um, either a runner or a clicker, and you accidentally shoot something, oh, they'll come back. Yeah, and uh, then you'll get hit from behind. And uh, some of my favorite moments is when Ellie would be like, "Joel, behind you!" and you'd have to shoot him or. Uh, you're about to get hit, and she would shoot them. It's like, got you, motherfucker. It's yeah. like, yeah. Well, uh, hopefully for the next generation of gaming, is the new console coming out. That's I, that's where I want to see survival horror go to. I mean, you know, the kind of stuff where there's, you know, there's definite consequences for your actions. You can't just go through and unload on everything. And you know, Yeah, and, you know, that's uh, – I have not finished Resident Evil 6 yet, and I am a Resident Evil huge fan. Yeah. And I, I can only play Resident Evil in, like, spurts 6. Not that it's a horrible game. It's just so action based, and I really missed right. what they came from. And I think The Last of Us just raised the bar. So right. I think Resident Evil has to look at itself and say, "Hey, I can't do this just guns a blazing." Right. And um, so I'm really excited that 
what it did for the gaming industry. Right. Yeah. What's what's really going to suck is it's going to be four or five years before we see another game like this. Maybe. I, I really, I, I think it is more than just, you know, I, I think it is conceptually so different and impressive that I think it's going to be a while before anybody can figure out how to do it as well as they did. The only reason I might be wrong is that Naughty Dog's next game will probably do this that just as well. You know, Uncharted 4 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, man... Yeah, so pick up The Last of Us. I, I said yeah. at the end of my review, if you have a PlayStation 3 and you don't own it, shame on you. If you have an Xbox 360, trade it in and get a PlayStation 3 and get <laughs> yeah. The Last of Us. Um, and it, uh, I'll just finish this uh, with something that totally is irrelevant, but I was watching uh, football last night, and there was a commercial for Xbox One, and the only thing they sh- didn't show the Xbox One did was play video games. Yeah, right. Like, the whole commercial is them going, Xbox One, and it shows TV, Hulu, yeah, fantasy football. Wait, what the Xbox? F- the most like expensive a, it's like remote. An iPad that you hook up to your com- that doesn't have a screen. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Kind of. So, anyways, um, it's PS4. just bad marketing. That's all. Yeah, yeah. get yeah. the PS4. It'll be better. Uh, back to what we'd normally do. Here's stuff we've been watching. Get the Last of Us. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Uh, I didn't watch too much this week. I uh, I had to work shitloads. Um, but I did watch the town with uh. Ben Affleck. Uh, I, I've, I saw it a long, long, long time ago, and uh, I got the extended cut on Blu-ray because I love when you go into Walmart or something and Blu-rays that were like 30 bucks are now 6 $4. And that was a down extended cut. And if you haven't seen the movie, it's really good. Um, ben Affleck plays, I forget his name, some Boston guy with Jeremy Renner. And they're in this gang, and they're a part of this town uh, oh, what's the name of the town they're from? It's, uh, do you remember James? Boston. No, it's a part of the town, like Boston, where like most of the gangs or the right. bank robbers come from. And it's on another part of the bridge. I don't remember. It's been years since I saw the town, uh, but it's really good. Um, and John Hamm is in it. He's really good. Rebecca Hall, who plays his love interest is really good. Uh, Ben Affleck's really good, but don't, don't, well, I, a lot of people don't know this, but you know, I listen to a lot of, um, not really mainstream hip hop, but the rapper's Slain is in that movie. That's the the heavy heavier set guy, mm-hmm. and he's in there, and and you know he's awesome. So. Yeah, the whole movie's really well done. I mean, uh, Ben Affleck as a filmmaker and as an actor has gotten so good, and uh, that you know Argo's great, Town is great. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen the Town, I I recommend seeing it. Yeah, it's um, a it's a good movie. It's a great movie. Um, I also watched the first four episodes of The Walking Dead season three that I got on Blu-ray. Uh, watching it again, it it's still really good. And I, there's moments where I think Lori actually wanted to die, and I think uh, she accepted that she was going to die when her child was coming because hmm. she has some moments of dialogue that she sang. Yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. I got Spartacus, but I haven't been able to watch it yet. Freaking Amazon lied to me. It's so funny. They, uh, you know, if you pre-order it, you should get it on the release date. But yeah. there was a holiday. And so they sent me. Oh. They sent me an email saying they're sorry in a five dollar gift certificate. I'm like, okay, really? Cool. Yeah. So, so because of the holiday, they couldn't they couldn't deliver it till Wednesday. Uh, I didn't get till Thursday. Oh wow. Yeah, they sent like. Yeah, they said, oh, oops, we're sorry, sorry about the delay, but here's a five dollar Amazon credit. I'm like, huh. all right, cool. They'll go to my Friday the Thirteenth box set. <laughs> Uh, and Does five dollars really matter in that box set. Let's yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, it's then it's, it's only like eighty five dollars. Its list price is two hundred forty nine dollars, and I it's less than ten dollars a movie. Yeah, that's pretty. That's good. pretty good. And in high that definition, that totally makes me feel awesome. <laughs> hey, how are those Doc Martens treating you? 
Ah, uh, they're gorgeous. $180. Um, <laughs> oh, for shoes? <laughs> yeah. They're Doc Martens. They're shoes. <laughs> they're Doc Martens. My fourth pair, but they're Doc Martens. <laughs> so this is how much of a sucker I am for uh, sometimes. I, I don't. I hate reality TV, but yeah. I love Master Chef and Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. And I was watching Master Chef this week. They have Master Chef Junior coming out. There's a bunch of little kids cooking food for Gordon Ramsay. I'm like, I totally want to see that. <laughs> and uh, he comes up and he, it's like so cute. So he says, "Hey, hey, mate, that's restaurant quality food." And the little kids jump up and high five each other. And because you know he's not going to be mean to him, so it'll yeah. be fun to see. He's not going to call him like cunts or anything. Yeah. I hate that word, you, you, you but he donkey. says that word. Um, the last thing I watched was a thing I was watching this uh, this afternoon, and it's called Pig Hunt. <laughs> what? It's horrible. Uh, it's directed by the guy who directed Jason X, and that's the only reason I even decided I was going to watch it, because um, I actually think Jason X and the Friday 13th uh, overall thing isn't as bad as people think it is, um, and it's horrible. It's about a 3,000-pound pig that eats people. Oh, that sounds like... I see a movie called Razorback that was a big giant Razorback boar that was eating people. But well, this you know it's similar. <laughs> it takes place in the hills of California, and these guys go pig hunting in California. Yeah, I I don't know Laura, and it's uh, and the characters are so horribly written, and they're all like douchebags that you don't like any of them, and so, but they also it's such like low budget. They never really show the pig. Like they'll show like POV shots, and you'll hear wee wee wee, and then you'll see uh, like flesh dropping from the top of the camera. It's it's pretty bad, and the acting in it is horrible. Are you looking it up? No, no. Uh, I thought <laughs> it's it's bad. Um, I'm really disappointed in Jim Isaacs. <laughs> I mean, to go from Jason X to that is just a jump down question mark. That's uh, yeah. So I can't even tell you. I, I, there's supposed to be, like, hicks in it. I think they're in California. And this one guy had uh, fake uh, decayed teeth. But it was like that, you know, like that makeup gum stuff that you put on your teeth to make it look like you're missing like, parts like of it? Yeah. Gum. Yeah. And he, so, but he was talking like this. And it, his mouth was always, like, jetted out. So it was pretty bad. Wow. And there was no boobs in it either. So, I mean. How disappointing. I mean, How do you make a movie without boobs? If you're going to have a shitty horror movie and there's no boobs in it, fuck that movie. That's what I watched this week. Pig Hunt. Wee, wee, wee. Ridiculous. <laughs> he also uh, ate a horse. He made he made a horse? Ate a horse. Oh, oh okay. Was with saying, two lesbos riding on it. I don't know what's going on with And there it. were no titties? Yeah. I don't even know what happened to the lesbos. Like maybe they were on the horse, and then the horse got eaten, and its head was hanging from like the branch, and then they showed a close up of their face being horrified, and then it cut to the douchebags. So I, I don't know what happened to him. Maybe the pig. Maybe maybe Vin Diesel showed up and sexed them straight. Yeah, yep. maybe. That's anyway. not insulting. Um. Anyways, Bree, what'd you watch? Uh, I watched uh, City City of God. Uh, oh man, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. Um. I got it from the library, and then um. One of the Dead. But I, I really, I, I really liked both of the movies. Uh, one of the Dead was was funny. Um, was it? I always wanted to watch it, but I didn't know if it'd be any good. It's, it's you know, if you, if you can get it for free, it's worth it. But I, I would even red box it. I mean, I just, I like some of the moments that happen. Because I think it's on Netflix. But I've Netflix. always, I always afraid to watch it because it, it seems such like a knockoff. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's better than some of the zombie movies out there. But I, I, I liked it, and it, it, it kind of has like a kind of. Um, I don't know political sense of humor or whatever, but it's it's worth a watch. Okay, definitely. cool. And then uh, City of God, um, just a. I'm not going to say it's like a 
a gangster movie, but it was just it was just showing how um, gangs were in Brazil. And and what was crazy about that movie is, you know, the age of the kids that were you know in there in the gangs, and they're the really the ones that are really you know you know run the show over there so but definitely worth watching yeah it's like a it's like a crime epic in a lot of ways because right. it's you know you're following these two kids uh who are in the situation where a lot of kids get into these gangs mm-hmm. um and i don't think it's spoilers i mean the trailer sort of paints this but you know the two kids sort of make different choices in the way that their lives right. intersect and just yeah. um yeah it's that's a fascinating movie I, I think that's one that's like it was on ebert's you know like Ten, 10 movies from the 90s that you have to see i think or maybe yeah. even the 2000s and like he he really was a he pushed that movie quite a bit cuz he thought that was a very important movie and i, I definitely see it yeah. not a movie you want to watch every weekend yeah. but uh but well, man it's good you know definitely i mean it's probably you know portrays you know what really goes on over there but fortunately i've been to brazil like three times and fortunately i've never ran into that <laughs> okay. people like that so i've ran into <laughs> yeah. the the good people but um, yeah. you know i've had a blast over there have you ever have you ever raced cars in Brazil? No, because I'm also I, I, a big fan of or like, played soccer. N- n- no, I, I haven't. I haven't raced cars or played uh, uh, or played soccer. But <laughs> you know, um, I got my hair dyed blonde when I was over there. So really, really? Yeah. man, yeah. is that a big thing? No, I just had it. Well, I my, the girls would dye my hair blonde. I came back. My nice. Friends were like, why do you have blonde hair? I was like, but I was having fun. So <laughs> <You're> like, ladies, <laughs> ladies, that's why I have blonde hair. <laughs> That's pretty good. Ladies make you do some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah. Oh. Like get married. <laughs> you can pinch him if you want. No, it's all right. <laughs> cool. Is that all you've seen lately? Um, well, other well, I haven't been really watch, watching a lot of stuff, but reading reading a lot of stuff in audiobooks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What are you reading? Um, well, two audiobooks I listened to is, uh, I listened to, I think it was Ghoul by Brian Keene. Okay. And then um, other audio book I listened to was uh, Throne of Bones by Brian McNaughton, which was also about ghouls. And um, ghouls got zombies beat. Both of these books, when I mean, the 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 ghoul by Brian King got made into a movie, and it's not really that good. But the other one has not gotten made into a movie. But if it did, and someone did it right, it would be an amazing story. I really like Throne of Bones. I mean, it's just um, I I stumbled upon it. And after I read that, I was just like, "Man, I like the I like ghouls burning zombies." So you're saying ghouls is the new zombies? That's what well, that's going to be the next wave. Yeah, they ghouls. they might, but you know, ghouls do uh, entirely. You know, they 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 do some things different. So. Def- define for me a ghoul. Well, a ghoul is, um, you know, th- they say that a, a a someone that even runs a graveyard can be ser- considered as a ghoul because they're always like handling dead bodies and stuff. So, but um, basically, a ghoul eats eats the dead. And um, it's able to become uh, well. It, it gets. It's able to become the person it eats, and then also gain some of the memories of the um, the person that it ate. So, um, but the the best, you know, I say just the best description or what the way it was put together was that uh, Throne of Bones by uh, Brian. I think it's Brian McNaughton. Cool. And if you get a chance, listen listen to the audiobook or or read it. But there there's there's parts in there I just completely love. That, hmm. And I've 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 read the book and listened to the audio book over and over. It's just it's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. That does sound like something I'd want to see in a movie. Yeah. Dudes eating people and learning shit from eating. people. Yeah, <laughs> very like warm bodies, but without the tongue in cheek. That's cool. That's it, buddy. Yeah, that's uh, I, I can remember it right now off the top of my head. I'll probably think of something as soon as I get off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Usually happens that way. 
Laura, did you watch anything this week? Um, I did. Nothing terribly exciting, though. I'm catching up my Breaking Bad. Yeah. Where, where, do you, where define catching up? Um, I just finished season four. Oh, okay. And so, like, I'm... Man, that guy's face, five. right? Yeah. 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 Well, and, like, he walks out, and I was watching with my girlfriend, Kelly, and we're like, he survived that shit? Oh, no, he didn't! Oh! <laughs> where did half of him go? Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. So I'm really excited to finish that. I know it's not that exciting, because I'm like... A year behind. Yeah, I haven't even seen any of them. It's it is an amazing show. Like I put yeah. it down for a little while, and then our friend Joe was like, "You have to like, it's so good. You yeah. have to keep up with it." So I've been catching up with it. And then I know the only the other thing I watch. I read a lot of books. I'm a nerd. I found a new reality show, but it's not a bottom feeder reality show. This one's uh, then I am nice. tuning out. I only care about the bottom feeders. Yeah. What is it? Well, I did watch the Real Housewives reunion shows, which are always Not, gold. Those are the wrong kind of bottom feeders. Um, but it was there's a <laughs> my yeah, they're just cocksuckers. Yeah, they're bottom they're bottom feeders in life. Hey, let's not talk trash about cocksuckers. Um, there is a new reality show. It's extreme weight loss. It's like Biggest Loser, but but like, extreme, but like really touchy feely, and it's like really inspirational. And yeah, it's you know you don't get to judge a whole lot, which is unfortunate. But oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I just read a lot of books. Cool, James. Um, so a couple of quick things. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Came back this week, uh, and I just want to say, man, I was so impressed with how funny this first episode was, and how like I was really pleased because sometimes with these shows, with uh, this is the ninth season, um, man, I keep expecting that show to just fall apart, and this was maybe one of my favorite episodes in a few seasons. Basically, like. Uh, if you didn't see it, it starts and no. D is like, D is super depressed and smoking and drinking and like has just given up on life. And so the guys, uh, the guys actually decide they're going to help her, uh, like f- get her dreams. <laughs> but is it like um, helping her when they like tied her to the bed? No, 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 no. Oh yeah. She for the Groban. Yeah. No, no, no. This is like, they're genuinely, they're going to try to like make her a star. Uh, and encourage her to be like, and she starts doing stand-up comedy because she's so she is so given up and doesn't give a shit. She can go on stage and not almost throw up in front of crowds, and that's anyway. It, it's a it's a good one. Uh, the league came back this week, still really funny. Um, the uh, the final episode of Futurama was this week, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll say this: th- that show, especially since it came back, it's been hit or miss. You know, there have been episodes where I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, not always as good as it was before, whatever. Yeah, I I understood when it got canceled. I was like, okay, yeah, you know, it it sort of floundered sometimes. But the very last episode was everything that I love about Futurama. I mean, really, like they told they told a really good story that I would put up there with like the dog, mm. you know, the the episode of the dog that you know um, waited for him for how yeah. until it died. Uh, really great little touching moments. They. Um, and they did that again, and I, that's um, that's why I liked Futurama. And it was all it was all encompassed in like this wacky sci-fi little thing of you know him. The, basically, the professor was able to make a button that could teleport you back in time ten seconds, but only like the people in the immediate area. Um, and then, um, long story short, Leela and uh, and Fry the Fry breaks it, and Leela and Fry get stuck in a universe that doesn't move. And they they live out their entire lives until they're very very old people, um, together, and alone in the universe. Aww. And it it was really good. I don't want to spoil how it ends, um, but it was really good. And honestly, it ended, and I was like, 
fuck, now I wish they weren't canceling the show. <laughs> like, they still at least had one more just knock it out of the park great episode. Um, so that made me happy. Um, and before I get to the, the one movie I saw this week, I do want to also touch on The Bridge. The last three episodes of The Bridge have been fantastic and honestly wowed me. There have been, like, really gruesome moments where things happened, and I audibly gasped while watching the movie, while watching the show and was just like oh god oh god you oh i didn't need to see that and it's in weird stuff like it's a it's not being super gruesome it's more like in the last episode this guy or two episodes this guy got his knife cut or his neck slit um and it was bizarre like it felt really realistic because the guy cuts it real low like almost near the collarbone and you know like it, it and it just because it was so not the normal way you see a dude get his knife his his uh, neck slit um, it just really like it put me off watching this dude yeah. bleed to death. There's oh. more if you're gonna make someone bleed to death cutting. There's a lot more tissue involved there. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. cool. Yeah. No, it was it was just weird and gotta very go off putting. Quite a bit deeper if you're gonna do it um, there. That that show has been pretty good. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, the uh, the one movie I did get to see this week was Upstream Color, um, which Upstream Color is the movie by uh, Shane Carruth who made Primer, um, and it's too bad that Brad's not here because. I know he also got to see this movie. And I can't remember like why. I think he. I think he came in late or something like that. I know he fell asleep. This is one of the ones where he fell asleep. <laughs> I mean, that uh, doesn't. That's not like you have to narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he falls asleep in a lot of movies because he's such a, a bad movie watcher. Um, so I, I wish you were here so we could talk about um, what it was about that movie that he liked and didn't like. Well, I'm but, Brad. I'm here. <laughs> um, you sons of bitches. What? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, How did this? Going to Longmont to have dinner with Emma Stone. That that's low, guys. That is uh, that is low. I'm. Hey, hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. I got, we got your call, up, Brad. Brad? Um, so glad you're here. Why? Why? Uh, um. Give me a mic. What are you? What are you talking about? Yeah. What's going dicks. on, dude? What do you mean? What's going we on? We didn't yeah, do anything. We didn't do anything. You trying to get me off the show? Is that what this is about? No, no, we, no. You told us you're on a date with Emma Stone, bro. That's awesome. I'm not. Yeah, even... based on a trick email that one of you sent to me. I don't what? know. I don't know how I... you could even figure yeah. out which one of us it was. Yeah. Why would we do that I to you? I can't. That's why I'm mad at both of you. What? We, why would we do that to you, Brad? We love you, Brad. I, I will never forgive you. Hey, Brad. Uh, you saw Upstream Color, right? Yeah. What about it? Uh, <laughs> did you come in late or something? Is that? I'm remembering. Like, didn't you miss the beginning? Now you're trying to make me look bad, like I, I can't watch movies right. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, just pick I'm on Brad to, night. What's going on? No, I'm really excited to pick talk on about Brad. I'm, what are you talking about, dude? No, I like you so much. I'm really excited to talk to you about Upstream Color. That's I thought yeah. you just came that in the like door at the right ago. time. I'm just saying. Okay. Anyway, so Upstream Color, uh, there's these like these maggots that if you ingest them, like you you have like this telepathic connection with people. Maggots. And, yeah, what, yeah. What the fuck? What does that have to do with anything, Brad? I don't know. I missed the beginning. What? <laughs> oh, so that's the thing. So if you missed the beginning, then you really didn't know what was going on. Um, so yeah, the movie starts with these kids, and they're like, they're finding these like very special little maggots that if you if you like combine shit from them with other stuff, and then two people ingest them. How would they know that? Um, I don't know. They figured it out. Doesn't matter. That okay. part doesn't matter. Um, no science. I have a terrible fear of maggots. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> so. Uh, so what they figure out is if you ingest them, the two people have like this telepathic connection. Um, and then we, we clearly jump forward. They don't tell you this, but clearly we jump forward. And one of those kids grows up. And what's going on is, and it's really kind of disturbing, but this guy 
sort of a he attacks this woman, uh, you know, in a in a bar and makes her ingest this maggot. Uh, but you don't know where the other maggot is, you know, because it's pears. You have no idea like why. But she wakes up and she's like in this trance, and he's doing all this fucking weird like mind manipulation stuff of making her read Walden and making her do all of this very repetitive stuff. And in the midst of that, he's making her sign over all of his money to her and take out these huge equity loans and then give him all the money from it. And he he's basically robbing her and completely ruining her life for a very... She's clearly there for a long period of time. She starts to get sort of gaunt. Month. Yeah, like, well, I don't think they actually tell you the time, but it's clear that, like, it's a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And then again, we 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 jump forward. Actually, I think her job says like you were gone for a whole month. So yeah. Oh like, yeah, you're right. Fired, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when she does finally come back, okay. Um, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> right. No, no, no. Here's so here's it the keeps yeah. Going. yeah yeah yeah. So that's the thing. This movie's freaking weird. But let me keep going. Um, so finally, the guy, um, he uh, she gets taken to this place where this guy cuts into her, and I guess takes out the maggot or at least takes out like a tumor or something he like takes out the maggot and you also realize that like he's taken the maggot out of this pig and that that's how like she's been in this trance is that the thing that's been controlling her she's like had the mind of a pig controlling her so she's just sort of that's why she's just doing whatever she's told what? um so hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on no, i know you it's, can't it's, say it's, hold on i don't understand what you're talking about i know but, but it's weird he's only explained like the first 20 minutes in the movie yeah well no no i mean the movie's an hour and a half and probably well, no, you're right. It's like half hour of the movie. Um, so then again, we jump forward. And now she's sort of recovered from this whole thing. Um, her life is kind of shitty now. And she doesn't like other people, obviously, because she's gone through this traumatic event that she can't tell anybody about because it'll just seem like she's on crazy drugs. You know, like she was gone for a month. She comes back and starts t- telling people that like a pig, there was a man with a face like the sun and a guy with a pig. I don't don't know where my money went. You know, and, like what, and what she can feels she violated. do? Oh, yeah. She's just, just that. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, and she meets this guy and they sort of fall in love. And I'm, I'm going to straight up sort of spoil this movie because uh, there's oh, no other way to talk don't. about it. Um, what's happening is that. Uh, this other guy was also a victim of this thing. They uh, and basically they're still having a connection with the with their pigs who are in this farm, and their pigs have fallen in love and have kids. And so when they meet in real life, they immediately fall in love. And long story short, they end up f- like figuring it out, tracing it back, killing the guy who did all this stuff, and then. They get all of the people who have been taken advantage of, and all the people come and take care of their pigs. And that's the movie. It's a movie about God, is what it is. Um, It's a movie about sort of killing your own God and then taking care of yourself. Um, so glad you said that because I thought I was the only one who thought that. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, that's clearly what it's about. It's it's really heady and friggin' pretentious, um, but interesting. Uh, Beautifully shot, well made. Yeah, yeah, it, like it's constantly mysterious, and you you really don't know what's going on most of the time. Um, not because he is holding, not because he's like being coy, but just because he's not t- deliberately telling you. Like he doesn't give you exposition. There are scenes where. Um, he uses like almost metaphoric scenes uh, with no dialogue in order to tell you what's going on where the 
characters will confront other characters and you never actually hear them talk to each other. You just know what they're telling each other and what they figured out. Um, it's bizarre. Uh, I'm definitely not going to say that, oh, yeah, everybody needs to run out and see it. Um, but if what I just described to you sounds interesting, then for sure check it out. Um, or if you're but, a fan of Primer, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't it's think that this... It's not the same this, subject matter. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that this uh, in any way sort of relates to Primer. You know, if you're a fan of Primer, go see Time Crimes or, you know, movies like that. Mm. Um, this, I was just saying if you like the same kind of, like, confusing... <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but I think there's a lot less to hold on here. This this movie is so much a giant metaphor that where where Primer is not. Primer is this really interesting look into like, well, if time travel were real, how fucked up would the world be? You know, um, whereas this is is a giant metaphor movie, um, which can be hard. Um, were they claymation I, maggots or real maggots? The real maggots. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. The real maggots. Um, My favorite part about this whole thing that you're talking about was Bree's face. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this I is know. disgusting. I know, right? <laughs> my stomach ah. is actually hurting. I'm like, ah. <laughs> thinking about the hamburger moving in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> like that part on Poultry Guys when he goes in the bathroom, he just starts tearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's a weird movie. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I saw it, uh, but I can't help but say that I'm. I'm disappointed that this is the follow-up to Primer. Like, after seven years of waiting for Shane Carruth to make another movie, like, this is... It's impressive and, and interesting, but it's not what I wanted. Um, but maybe that's not what well, I Can I see this movie get. for free? On- um, it's on Netflix. Okay. So you can watch it on there. You can also get it directly from... I don't know if there is a Blu-ray um, that you can buy from Amazon. I know... Oh, no, yeah, you can. But I, I know that, like, he, he has a website... He has he has like a special website set up where you can buy it like directly from him. Okay. Um, so if you're a big fan of Upstream Color and you saw it, you thought it was great. A write us in and tell us why you like the movie so much. Not that I hate it. I'm just saying I'd like to hear from you. Um, but also buy it buy it from his website just so he gets more of the money. Because okay. um, I see anyway. free just because the mag is on like mag is on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Check it out on <laughs> for sure. Check it out on Netflix before you buy it. Um, but that's that's like ten minutes of the movie. Oh yeah, it's not that much, and it's not—it's nothing gross. Like you don't like see a, see the maggots crawling on his teeth or anything weird. No, no, no. It's like he puts the maggot in a pill, and then the person swallows the pill. So, oh, actually, there is some gross maggoty stuff in the movie. Never mind, like the internal shots. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's what I've seen. Friday the Thirteenth Fun Maggot Fact: In Part Six, they paid the actor who played Jason extra money because they put maggots on his face. Is there, a, is there a DVD of that coming out soon? Oh, yeah, there is. Um, but before we get to that, um, how about we look into some electronic fan mail? Okay. Um, we have the real fan mail is with us today. Yeah, I mean, Bree is here, with us. So like... he, he wrote into the show saying he's watching us on Google Chrome Play. You oh, can, yeah. You can uh, check us that out. That's cool. How do you like that thing? Is it neat? Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it just allows you to... Um, Stream whatever's on your phone or your uh, Android tablet directly to uh, your television. So I was able to watch you guys on the big screen. Yeah, cool. Took, took my picture. He's like, this guy's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, that's the big fan mail. Thanks for being on the show again, Bree. We appreciate yeah, it. Um, our, also, our correspondent chimed Cora. in. Cora. Um, Zom ro- Romcom, new favorite genre, is what she said. I, I guess she says it like Oprah. I don't know. <laughs> um, Hi, guys. I was just listening to the World's End episode. Thanks for the birthday shout-out. You're welcome. We went and saw World's End on Michael's birthday, which so happens to to share with Ryan. Oh, you yeah. guys are, you guys are Twinkies. 
So way belated happy so so way belated happy birthday back at ya. I'm trying to be like Cora. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You're not quite bubbly enough. No, I know. Uh, We've been behind on watching stuff lately, but I'll contribute that we finally watched Argo, and it was so good. Yep. Got to get ready for the new Batman. (laughs) Also, my new roommate is obsessed with Master Chef, so we are now on that bandwagon as well. All right. World's End was fun and entertaining, but Shaun of the Dead is still my favorite. Have a great show, Cora. Thanks, Cora. Thanks, Cora. I agree. Yeah. Every once in a while. Yeah. It's, I'm going to have to see World's End a couple more times before I can say which one's my favorite. And here I mean, it another... doesn't matter. Scott Pilgrim's my favorite of his movies, but... That's not... Of of the Coronetto trilogy. Yeah. Or Coronetto, yeah. Here, here Here's sponsors that are sponsored. Hello, Real Nerds listeners. I'm Mac. And I'm Idiot Chilix. And we're here to tell you to visit com. Why should you visit SphyrxesDomain.com? Well, yeah, it's simple. If you like farts and cartoons and bad words and stuff, you should definitely visit SphyrxesDomain.com. How do you spell that address I see? What? I don't know. Fucking S something. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm in college. I have no idea. Fine. I'll do it. S P H E R Oh, God. Oh, God. So spell the whole thing out. S Oh, God, just say the domain part. I don't want to be here all night. Jesus. Is it getting more of a complicated website name? Stupid assholes first. Jesus. Anyway, visit our website where you can read about all the funny adventures of seven aliens struggling to live together in an abandoned warehouse in Denver. What, what, that's it? What, it doesn't say anything about my crazy hijinks or antics or... (sighs) Ridiculous. Nope. That's all Sphirks wrote down. Well, that doesn't sound funny at all. But you know what does sound funny? (laughs) 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 Gross. Oh, man, I'm hungry again. Oh, it's so disgusting. Sphirks is going to be pissed when he sees what you did to his office. Hey, what are you guys doing in my office? It smells like puking farts in here. Go to SmirxesDomain.com. Bye! SmirxesDomain.com My man spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh no, the teal troll is attacking me! My son's in danger. Will no one help him? Oh no, it's Man Spider. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye. Oh no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoking taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smoking Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. 
You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. Hey, Brad, what'd you watch this week? Oh, yeah, and uh, thanks for asking, Ryan. You know what? Fuck you guys. I'm out of here. You <laughs> do the rest of the show yourselves. I guess we did. I totally <laughs> fucking forgot about Brad. Yeah, we totally forgot. Because you started talking about the maggot shit, and he just started <laughs> yeah. going off. I'm like, oh, maybe that's Rude. what they both watched this week, because you talked about how he came in late. What'd you watch this week, Brad? Shit. But I want to find I out right he, now. I hope he comes back next week. I'm guessing it's something artsy-fartsy that no one else saw. Oh, burn. Oh, now you have man. to say it. I'm oh. right, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking back to pick up a mic. Uh, no. It doesn't matter what I watched. It wasn't that important, really, actually. That was actually. the best Foley work I've ever seen. <laughs> But did Brad like did Michael you, Scott but, in okay. like, the office when he's like, Jim, <laughs> closing the door. <laughs> You're on with Michael. Hi, Michael. <laughs> or what, David? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, okay, so you didn't watch anything, but where were you really at tonight, Brad? What? Tell us where you were really doing the tonight. No, I did watch stuff, and I was at a, a gallery showing my, my stop motion films. That's cool. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Man. Yeah, For me, yeah. so, look at, everyone look else. At how, look at how sly impressed. and cool he is. Yeah, I guess it was cool. Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, I got, I got invited to Kelly. show my stuff. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Uh, I'm, I'm Brad good. from Real Nerds Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if his hair really was impressed. long enough, he'd have the emo hair flip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So what did you see? Oh, this week. Yeah, I just watched more Twenty Four. Oh, yeah. season eight. Yeah. Uh, nice. That season's badass. He disembowels a guy in it. He he disembowels a dude in it. I hear Katie uh, Sackhoff gets I, shot in the face too. I haven't yeah. got to those two parts again yet. Uh, I've seen it before, but um, cool. Uh, yeah, Renee cuts off the guy's thumb to get the tracking monitor off, and um, I like how Jack just like he's constantly in and out of the like early parts of the episode. Like you know, he's retired, and he's being brought in as like a consultant, and then you know, of course, they still like after saving the world eight times, no one really takes his advice. Um, and to the point, like he's standing in C2 going like, I hate this place. Your <laughs> <laughs> great, like meta moment, uh, for his character. Uh, but I'm going through that. I watched, uh, the beginning of the like first couple episodes of the third season of the, of the league. Now that it's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, had you not um, seen it yet? No. Nah. Oh, that's a yeah. good season. Four just came out. So, um, I have to watch all this before I can start watching that. And then, um, I don't know. I watched a movie called in a world. What is that? Oh, that's the Lake Bell the, one. The voiceover movie about voiceover people. Oh, oh yeah, 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 where Lake Bell's got the headphones on on the cover. Yeah, I I don't know what that movie is. I just know the cover. It's a it's a movie about uh, voiceover people. Hmm. And, is it good? Uh, it's 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 pretty good, I guess. Um, it's like a very natural comedy. Um, oh, it's a comedy. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. The end is more dramatic. Um, uh, but like Ken Marino's in it as this uh, douchey, like next in line to be the next Don LaFontaine, mm-hmm. which I don't know if, if you don't know who I, I miss Don I, LaFontaine. Yeah. He's the, if you don't know who Don LaFontaine is, he's the guy who, you know, made famous that whole like in a world, yeah, like yeah. epic trailer <laughs> voice thing. Yeah. He's really good on the Friday 13th trailer. Mm-hmm. One, two, <laughs> they show everybody getting murdered <laughs> <Yeah>. in it. <laughs> 
That's pretty good. He has yeah. that voice where it's just really cool, you know. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then there's like um, I forget his his name, but there's like one of his peers is the father of Lake Bell's character. Um, she's trying to get into the voiceover industry. Um, but it's like he he's very old school. Like only men can do epic. It's a man's world. Yeah. And then um, Father Soul said that she's reduced to just doing like, um, uh, like uh, shampoo commercials and stuff. And then just it just so happens like they're doing. There's this uh, franchise that's like it's not the Hunger Games. It's called the Amazon Games. <laughs> uh, Fuck. But they're trying to figure out who's gonna be the voiceover for all those trailers for the whole franchise. And on a on a whim, um, uh, Kim Marino's character gets like a uh, throat infection. So he can't do any voiceovers for a little while. So she like um, steals the job from him and does like a little test uh, voiceover for those trailers. And then it because it, it, it's like Amazon games, it's all about like empowered women. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like a good combination. So the rest of the movie is like everyone competing for that. Um, yeah. Would you recommend it? Um, I don't know if you really need to see it in the theater, but you know it's um, worth watching. Uh, off Netflix or something, or renting it for Redbox, I guess. Cool. Um, and then uh, Rob Corddry's in it. Nice. He's a. <laughs> I don't know. There's this one point where he's like making a uh, breakfast, and he uh, makes a slice of toast with butter on it, and then he gets distracted and like drops it on the floor, and he just kind of stares at the floor for a little bit, and he goes. I don't care. Let's do this. And just picks it back up and like <laughs> carries it away. Like, live, I th- what is it? either let's do this or, you know what? Live a little. Um, something like that. Uh, it's, and it's, of course, at the end, uh, Camarino's throat infection goes into his butt. Where you can see it <laughs> in Bad Milo, the new release <laughs> from Magnet Entertainment. They're oh, secretly connected good. in a world oh. where two movies are secretly connected. <laughs> I had forgotten about Bad Milo. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked. So that's all I watched. Cool. I think, yeah. Well, thanks for showing up, Brad. Yeah, thanks for finally showing way to up. Be, yeah, way to be late. You know what? Th- those are hollow words. I know you don't want me here. <laughs> you were doing the fi- show just fine without me, and you're like, oh, God, Brad's back. <laughs> no, actually. He yeah. probably watched some artsy-fartsy shit that he's going to talk did. about. Actually, I never even started recording. Uh, That's a Brad thing to do. Yep. Bringing it back. Bringing it back around. So Unsp- where were we? Unspool Real News? It's Real News! Sure, if we're just going to do things out of order today, yeah, why not? who cares? Live a little. Um, just a couple things. Um, the only real piece of news is Hayao Miyazaki is retiring? And if you didn't hear the question marks in my voice, then you weren't listening. Uh, he said this before, but this time it sort of got announced kind of official-ish. Um, if you don't know, Hayao Miyazaki is the guy who made like Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke and uh, uh, My Neighbor Totoro, like all these really fantastic anime movies. Uh, he's got a movie coming out called Something Wings. Anyway, it's about a. Um, it's actually about uh, like the guy who made the planes that Kamikaze pilots were flying in World War Two. The Zeros. Um, so it's actually got. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is the um, Zeros. It's actually got some sort of controversy around it, but it looks fantastic. Um, he he makes really gorgeous movies and tells very personal stories, uh, usually. Or he tells stories about, like, you know, deer in the woods. And, and like, Totoro and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's a really personal story. That that really yeah, is, like, yeah. a story about his mom. Um, so, uh, 
it, it's also one of those things where they said like, well, he might just not make future Isn't he films. Like eighty something though. Yeah, he's getting old, you know. And he's he's also said he wanted he's retired before and then sort of come back. So who really knows? Um, but you know, if he wants to take a break, good cool. for him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's made some fantastic movies, but it's always sort of sad to see anybody go. Uh, actually, he's not the only person who retired. Jack Nicholson retired yeah. this week too. Um, no, he didn't. He shot that down. Oh, did he? Oh, I never saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Good. Because well, that was a very sad yeah. rumor. Yeah, they, uh, said, they said he was having problems with his memory. Yeah. yeah. Remember um, good. Well, I'm glad he well, shot that down. Well, son, a cannibal is someone who eats human flesh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to play the same character in every movie, and people think I'm good. <laughs> oh, that's unfair. As good as it gets <laughs> is really fantastic. It is. Yeah. Um, I love him in The Departed. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, the, James, the uh, only guy in the world who hates The Departed. <laughs> I no, I don't hate it. I, I like just... I like Internal Affairs. It's the Korean version. It's way better. That's not true. Um, two Come more. If you're a hot air balloon, James, come down to Earth. Two more quick things. One, Star Wars is uh, being going to be filmed on film. Yahoo, which I think is cool. Um, hopefully, it means. I mean, it's J.J. Abrams, so this was kind of expected because he likes film a lot more. Uh, hopefully, this means maybe a little bit. I mean, not that they can't do green screen, but, you know, hopefully he's going to do a lot more stuff in camera. I think Kathleen Kennedy already said they're going to plan on doing that. Yeah, I know, I know. I just, I, I want to keep saying it. Okay. Because as many... Maybe you know, JJ's going to listen to this. He's Spielberg saying. told me they were going to do a lot of stuff in, in camera in Indiana Jones 4, and he lied to me. So I want to hold some people's feet to the fire on this, because I know they're all listening. You know, we're good friends with JJ. Yeah. You know, he's our, he's our connection at Paramount. Um, so I just I want to keep saying it so that... Uh, JJ I'm knows sure hey, this Indiana is Jones four. Uh, Indie Shadow is really Harrison Ford, so I don't think Spielberg lied to you. <laughs> yeah, okay, you're right. The Shadow is is not CG, but a lot of it is. Do you think you guys can get that Cali Mall do on here? Do that. Take out your heart, Andy. Protect your heart. Can you get, oh. <laughs> <laughs> can you get either of those dudes? The, the, yeah, can you get him or the, the Cali Mall dude? That'd be awesome. Cali Mall, yeah, <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> Oh, Jeez, <laughs> oh, that would be the best. I we yeah, that would be. I I could die and go to heaven just right then if that ever happened. Um, I'm all right, Shorty. I'm all right. <laughs> uh, very last thing, and actually, we didn't talk about this, but uh, you know, when Brad called in, he talked about this. Uh, we got the the RoboCop trailer this week. We did, which was unexpected to protect and serve. Yeah, what do you guys think about the RoboCop trailer? Well, while I was waiting for you guys at the theater, um, someone posted online. They posted a photo of the new RoboCop suit. Mm-hmm. I thought the suit looked good, but um, and I heard who was in it. Um, Samuel Jackson or something. Samuel Jackson, uh, Gary Oldman's in it. Um, the girl, the the one, the one girl that <laughs> nobody really cares Coleman. about. In, in, uh, <laughs> How did <laughs> yeah, they Gary Coleman. That? Gary Coleman comes back from the dead. <laughs> yeah, actually, Gary Coleman is RoboCop. <laughs> That'd be sweet. <laughs> It's horrible. I, you know, I hope. Hopefully, they can do a good, mo- a good RoboCop movie. But I remember the part that I hated about RoboCop was that time when, um, what did they do? They stripped his memory or something. Remember, there was like kids like spray painting him, and he was just still saying his normal McGruff lines. You know, he mm-hmm. was just, you know, I hope that doesn't happen in the movie. <laughs> yeah, RoboCop <laughs> three. I hope Wait, not. Gary Coleman's dead? Yeah, Gary Coleman's dead. <laughs> uh, um, Life yeah, has no meaning. It. Uh, 
it feels very much like they're just making a. I, I what I said on Facebook was I I love this trailer except for all the parts with RoboCop in it because like <laughs> Gary Oldman looks awesome and like and and Samuel Jackson's like hamming it up with some crazy looking wig like it's very like Jurassic Park <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Um, uh, so I, I I think the trailer looks really cool. Um, except for it looks like uh, like what Brad said earlier, where it, it looks like a to- sort of Total Recall oh, remake yeah. action movie. That's the part where I'm just, I just yeah. Think, I think the RoboCop uh, suit and everything looks good. It's just my expectation is that they just kind of stripped RoboCop down to the only the action part yeah. of the story, and they yeah. left out all the social commentary. Yeah, but again, yeah. I haven't seen the whole movie, so what do I know? Yeah, I definitely don't think it's going to have that sort of satire kind of thing that the first one did. Um, yeah. My bigger problem is that watching the trailer, honestly, if you take out those action sequences, I think they look like shitty TV action. Really? Uh, just the way it's shot, yeah, I, I don't think it looks like very good action. I think it looks like, I mean, I like Burn Notice, but I, I think it's shot like Burn Notice action scenes. Hmm. Um, it just kind of seems bland. Uh, I mean, it's a first, it's a teaser trailer, so maybe the next one they'll they'll sell the action. Whereas this one, they're trying to sell the like, hey, hey, we're gonna make a RoboCop, and and I mean, the whole trailer is basically, you know, them designing the suit. You see like three different versions of the suit in the trailer. I think that's cool too. Just because like, they're trying to like prove to you, like, hey, we can make the suit cool. Don't worry. I know that was very eighties, but we'll make the suit cool. In the story, it's it's the progression of the suit because he's, a, I think, in their story, he's originally designed as a war machine, and then they yeah. pull him out to just be a cop and everything. And so yeah. he'll have the suit we all know and love by the end of it. Yeah, probably. Um, um, all that stuff about like spray paint on black and whatever. And yeah, it's also very Dark Knightish that trailer because you know there's like uh, Gary does Oldman it, does it come in black? Gary Oldman's in it. Um, <laughs> the whole camera work of the uh, other robots that he's fighting in the yeah. warehouse, like is like a non night vision version of uh, when Batman has the the uh, the radar. Oh the yeah, sonar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah. those shots. Sweeping yeah, yeah. shots, um, but yeah, they they came out guns blazing. Like I had really low expectations for this movie initially, yeah. and then they, uh, they it makes me want to see it. Yeah, I, I definitely want to check it out. I just I also want to bring up uh, there's a new trailer for Runner Runner. I only want to bring this up for this reason. I watched it, but turned all the sound off because I only wanted to know one thing, and I was correct. There is. I think more Ben Affleck than Justin Timberlake in the trailer. Now I think they went back and re- edited a new trailer just to be like, Oh shit, he's Batman. Get all the Ben Affleck scenes in the trailer. <laughs> he's probably in the like, movie for as long as the trailer. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 And all his scenes are like heavy dialogue. And then the Justin, anytime Justin Timberlake's in the trailer, he's just running. He's just running to <laughs> well, get places. Runner, runner. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, okay. Yeah. You're right. They should have had Tom Cruise. <laughs> then I'd see it. Believable runner. Yeah. Best runner in Hollywood. <laughs> also, anyway. Michael Keaton's in the Robocop trailer. Oh, yeah, that's right. And Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton yeah, there's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, everybody cool that I really want to see in movies is in this movie. And you can't really tell what J. Barrow Shell is his, his second in command on that. Oh, really? But he's always turned away from the camera and he has a beard. See, that's <laughs> cool. I want to see that movie only without the mm-hmm. Robocop parts in it. <laughs> Psh, whatever. <laughs> that's it. That's it. What's coming out on DVD? Actually, who will get CD? Blu-ray. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Well, the big one is Star Trek Into Darkness. I'll be getting it at Best Buy so I can listen to J.J. Abrams' commentary. 
I won't. You know, you know what's great about this is if I want just J.J. Abrams commentary, I can go to Best Buy and pick it up. I don't have to hear the lousy cast commentary. That's at Target. Fuck them. Oh, my God. I, I will not be buying Star Trek Into Darkness. I want to hear what Simon Pegg has to say about the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much is he really going to be on the commentary? It's probably all spliced together. and It's probably spliced together, but I bet he has some of the most fun little bits. How are, he probably talks the most. How are these Star Trek movies if you're not really a Star Trek fan, though? I mean, the new ones? Yeah, they're, they're I think they're great. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Ryan, you, you saw the first one them. without it, right? That's why I'm going to um, buy the second one at Best Buy because I can get J.J. Abrams' commentary on it. You know that Best Buy is not sponsoring our show, right? Like, <laughs> no, it's, I know, but I, I... Best Buy sponsors Ryan's life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ryan sponsors Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. If you if you don't know what we're talking, yeah, Ryan Ryan keeps an entire Best Buy open by himself. Well, I'm just antagonizing James because he's all butt hurt that he can't get the that version he wanted. Yeah, but I he'll shell out twice for The Hobbit. Mm, don't make any sense. Whatever. Yeah. Why don't you just buy two Star Treks? Because because uh, it's it's the shitty... same thing. No, it's not the it same is. thing. It is not the same thing. It is. It's two different. On with the Hobbit DVDs, it's a two different movies. Because one one is a theatrical cut and one is a like very long director's cut. In the same way that people used to buy, you know, Terminator Two, and then years later they'd buy the director's cut of Terminator Two. Same thing, and at least in this case, they are yeah, pretty up years about later. It. Yeah, fine. You're like four months later, you can get the same Hobbit. You're spending twice. It's the same yeah. thing. It's yeah, same but principle. I but I also knew I was doing it ahead of time, and I know I'm gonna get the stuff I want. I I can't. The whole point here is I can't buy what I want. I know. I know. He's just he's just egging me on. Anyway, let's move on. What else is coming out? If you want to hear us argue about this, listen to last week's episode. Uh, the second season of Homeland. So if you aren't caught up on Homeland or you're watching it on DVD, uh, pick it up. Uh, if you're one of those people who keeps telling us we need to see Supernatural, the eighth season is coming out this week. So pick it up. Uh, season five of fucking Castle. I can't believe that that yeah. show has been on for five seasons. Uh, this is weird. Luther 3, they don't even call it Series 3 of Luther. Uh, Luther is the British show starring Idris Elba. Uh, that's kind I of like... it's badass. Yeah, I, I watched most of the first season, but just sort of fell off. Um, I kept hearing people call it like a, like a British version of Dexter, sort of, because hmm. there is this woman, like his, his sort of partner is a, is a serial killer. And it, it's, it's interesting, but um, I just don't... I actually don't like that character very much, so I sort of fell off that show. Um, then uh, Frankenstein's Army... Since uh, Brad's here, Brad, didn't you see that? Just nod your head. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that comes out this week. So if you remember him talking about it and want to see it, uh, there's a 20th anniversary of Nightmare on Elm Street. And moving on very quickly uh, Nightmare, uh, is uh, before Christmas. Nightmare before Christmas. I'm sorry. Uh, moving on very quickly is a, a huge Friday the 13th collection. Yep. A lot of the fans are all pissed off because um, they're basically taking the deluxe edition DVDs and making them high definition. But I mean. They're also releasing a, called Crystal Lake Memories, which is a 400-minute documentary about the series. So I think if you buy the two, I mean, really, what other supplements do you need? For so so what you're saying is that they're they're taking the DVD versions mm -hmm. and releasing high-def versions, so they're not adding any features to it. There is. There's like there's something like three more hours of features. But, well, but I, I still, I don't yeah. know. I don't know why you would necessarily expect them to add more features yeah. to it. If... Like I said, and it, like, if you look on Amazon, I think it has like two and a half stars. Really? Because people are pissed that they're just taking the, the films, making them high definition and then taking the previous bonus features and putting them on the well, Blu-rays. How are they supposed to, I mean, the bonus features were filmed how many years ago? What are they supposed uh, to do? I don't even know. Um, Whenever the deluxe editions came out, 2007, 2008. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting it. 
Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you already own them. Well, is this the first time they've been on Blu-ray? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, then what are people complaining about? Uh, you're no, getting yeah, Blu-ray so releases. On Blu-ray? Well, they have part one, Friday the 13th on Blu-ray. Yeah, like the big ones that they know yeah, they can then sell. Obviously, Freddy versus Jason, which has the worst like description of a movie ever on the back. Uh, Freddy fights Jason. No, it's, it's, it's literally like English is their third language. Oh, no. And it says, a fight to the... Uh, it's it's something like the terror titans fight to the death question mark or <laughs> yeah slasher versus a slasher when jason awakens freddy's not happy question mark it's like literally <laughs> punctuation's horrible in it i'll have to i'll show you i don't know you. what the plot is we weren't paying attention he's got kelly Rowland. check it out yeah so it's that one freddy versus jason and uh the new one are all on blu-ray oh okay so there's basically yeah. seven of them that aren't yeah, so this is the first time you can get it on Blu-ray. And, and, and the funny thing is, too, I mean, I don't know how good people expect low-budget horror movies from the 80s to look on Blu-ray. Well, and they got to remember that in this modern day, if the comp- if the distribution company wants to, they can just shit all over the fans and not give them any of those special features. You know what's funny? Like is, it, so. uh, it's Paramount. They should actually be really happy. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially. Then they should be really happy that they're getting any of the special features. Yeah. What would be great is they should release three versions of this collection mm-hmm. and then split up the special features so that the fans have to pay $600 in order to get the, the, the Blu-rays that they <laughs> That'd want. That'd be sweet. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't that just be Man, what a world we could live in. Ryan would do it. Nah, probably not. Mm. You know who would? You know who would do stupid like shit like that? Star Trek fans, because they're fucktards, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But as you mentioned, also that Crystal Lake Memories DVD comes out. So yeah, week. I think if you buy the so, two together, I mean, what other? What else could they possibly say about the franchise that you could never oh, yeah. hear? I mean, and especially like the early stuff. That's not even going to be like quote unquote DVD features. It's mm-hmm. it's old EPK stuff. Like yeah, Paul Salmon used to film. Exactly. So it's, it's not like they had. I mean, now they film that stuff specifically for DVD. Back in the day, it was all promotional material. It wasn't real. It wasn't intended to be seen by audiences, yeah, so I, it's not like they have like, all this tell, B-roll they can just <laughs> cut together. If there's Friday the 13th fan who are pissed off about it, I own every version of Friday the 13th on DVD. Mm-hmm. There is not anything that's uh, that remarkable about their DVDs. They're cool. They have interviews with not even all the cast members. Um, so that's why you just get this the 12 movies on Blu-ray and then get yeah. the 400-minute documentary about the series. Yeah. Because at, mean, a cer- at a certain point, you'll know everything there exactly. is to know about the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, and then get the book too. Because then you're you're well, set. Yeah, I'm gonna wait for the special edition. It's gonna have like a sack and just a machete. That'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, awesome! When they, when they start selling machetes with DVDs, <laughs> man. But but here's a little tidbit about the Friday Thirteenth set. It's actually coming out on Friday the Thirteenth. It's not coming out on Tuesday. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So if you ordered it like I did, <laughs> you'll get an email. I, I don't know. I could get it early. They said it's shipped. So who Unless knows? Amazon thinks that's a holiday, they might not get yeah, it to you until Monday. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess it's box office number time. It is. This is the box office stats. <laughs> this week's funny. Yeah, it's weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the butler led again, right? Yeah. Butler, $20 million. Uh, whatever the stuff we saw last week is hardly even on here. Yeah, I um, doubt it would be. Uh, the funny thing about this is, so One Direction came out at number two, which I'm actually surprised that it it didn't like. That's including though Labor Day. Uh, oh, okay. So oh, it's uh, so four days. Spectacular now last weekend made 1.4 million dollars, came in 24th place, um, dropped four, dropping four points for the week. Um, the funny thing about this is Closed Circuit. Remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Sixteen. Came in 16th place. It got beat by two guns. Mm. It's been out for a month. 
So nobody really gives a shit about... Uh, I like Eric Bana when he's an Australian Bana. football player and funny people. Yeah. You go stay for dinner, mate. Actually, maybe... He is bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, Munich. dude, yeah. Maybe the most disappointing thing here, Ryan, is is that uh, you're next, fell the 12th. Yeah, you're um, next. I, I'm, I'm actually surprised it didn't do very well, but they didn't market it very well yeah. either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I saw the app for it. You know, you take you know take photos, and it has that, was a dude in a pig mask? Uh, yeah. There's an app for it where it showed the dude in a pig mask with a machete. That's the only thing I really see hmm. for it. Huh. Yeah. Like, like if you take a picture and yeah, like it, Photoshop it, yeah, in a dude yeah, with a pig yeah, mask? Yeah, well, that, here's a crazy thing, too. It was filmed and shot two years ago. Oh, yeah. It took them wow. that long to find a way to market it, and they still mm. couldn't market it right. Yeah. See, that's stupid, yeah. man. This is not... Well, yeah, this is a time of year when you ought to be able to... to promote a good horror movie you i mean look the conjuring did it like yeah all you needed was a good trailer yep but anyway comic book time what's up nerds it's the comics corner actually it's actually i have one but it's not a comic book really it's written by joe kelly okay it's called douglas fredericks and the house of they Oh, yeah. Um, did you get that at Comic-Con, too? I did. Yeah, he signed it for me. Yeah, what did he sign in it? Uh, he wrote, um, always ask why. And there's a reason he did that. Oh, man. It's, I haven't got a chance to read it it's yet. It's tailored to the book. It's basically a little children's book, but it's wonderfully be- uh, uh, illustrated yeah. on each page. And it also uh, is wonderfully told by... Joe Kelly is such a great writer, and yeah. you can see why he does kids' shows, because this kid's story is really cool. It's this little boy named Douglas Frederick. And it opens with him putting wings on a camel because he wants the camel to fly. And this guy comes up to him and says, hey, didn't I ever tell you that they said camels can't fly? <laughs> and he said, oh, I, and then so everyone says, yeah, they told you camels can't fly. And so he's all you know depressed about it. And his, his parents' 15th anniversary is coming up and he calls his mom, mom, and his daddy calls the captain. And uh, uh, he wants to make them a big cake house. And then the town folk come up to him and say, hey, everyone tell you that they say that you can't have your cake and eat it too? And so he starts questions like, who's they? Who are these people who tell me what I can't do? And it's this whole um, journey that he goes to the house of they to find out who's telling him what to do and why not to do it. And uh, I'll spoil it because it's a really cute story. Yeah. And so he goes up there and it's these really big, like, at first, he has to do all these stupid things to get in just to see him because because they say so because they say so. Exactly. <laughs> so he has to have like a pink poodle and he has to have a pomegranate with only five seeds in it. And uh, so he does all this. He, he's diligent about it because he that, his family's known for doing great things. So he gets in there and he meets these four or five huge beings. And they tell him, say, hey, we told you you can't do this. And they start, you know, po- prodding him and poking him and telling him you can't do this. You can't do that. And then. uh there, he's starting to get nervous, and then he just stands up and he says, "Why?" And then they they all collapse, and they they're these little like little munchkin people, and he's and they said, "Because he says that's not a good answer. You should be always wonder why things happen in the world. If I want a camel to fly, it should be able to fly." So it's a take on you know never let people tell you what you can't do. That's it's awesome. A, it's cool. a it's a really oh, cute man. story. Now I got to run upstairs and read it. I know, and that's and he signed it. Nah, you know. Always ask why. Always ask why. That's so cool. And it's it's just well done. And Man. Joe Kelly's awesome. Yeah, Joe Kelly's fantastic. Um, real quick, while we're in comics, so, so um, have you have you seen it at, at Coins Cards? 
before? Uh, no, I haven't. Well, if if they don't have it, they should pick e- it up. E- Even still, you go, can order go it there for and you. check it out. Yeah, yeah, they'll get it for you. Probably twenty percent off. off. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also really want while we're in comics, um, I want to give a shout out. Uh, iFanboy this week is not shutting down, but they're they're reeling back. Um, they do a website about comics and, and a podcast that's really good. Um, and they were instrumental in getting me back into or getting me into comics six or seven years ago. Uh, they've been doing the podcast for 13 years and they, uh, you know, they're getting older and they're, they've had kids and stuff like that. So they're going to stop doing like a, a daily, um, website really. Uh, and so if, if you're not into comics or you are into comics and you haven't visited their site, go check it out. They've got still some really great stuff on there. They're still going to keep doing their podcast. Um, but I'm sort of sad to see them go. I really liked to see it. They they did all these really cool articles like, you know, hey, you want to get into Power Girl? Here's, you know, great mm-hmm. places to jump on. Um, really great comic book information, especially for people who aren't deep, deep into everything. Um, really a, a fantastic website, and I'm going to miss seeing their commentary, especially on stuff like uh, – well, there was there were a couple things that happened this week uh, that I was like, oh, man, I'd, I'd love to hear what these guys had mm-hmm. to say about that. But um, anyway, so go check them out. Very cool. So remember, Douglas Frederick and the House of Why. Pick it up. It's great. It's cute. House of They. House of They, sorry. Yeah. Don't forget to ask why. Um, this week, we saw Riddick. Bree, should people go see the movie Riddick? Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't... The, the movie was good, but my thing, though, was it, it started off great. I think the the introduction of the, the Mercs was just a little bit... You know that that was where the movie kind of failed for me. I thought I thought it was, I thought it was a good movie, um, and I haven't seen all the movies, all the Riddick movies. I, I think I've only watched Pit Black, Pitch Pitch Black prior to this, and I didn't watch Chronicles of Riddick yet. But um, you know, I just to to you know with you know Riddick being such a badass, I just wanted him to be up against other people that are badasses. And the monsters that they introduced, they were you know they were good, but when they introduced other people in there, you're just like you know you're interested like. You know, can we get away from these people? Which, 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 which they did. Riddick, Riddick, would you please start killing these yeah, characters? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, like but, them very much. But, but, which, which they did, but you know, I'll let you guys go. Yeah. More on that. Laurie, people go see the Riddick. Meh. And that's from somebody who just thinks that Vin Diesel's sexy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it was just Vin Diesel like talking and being like shirtless and greasy, I would say absolutely. <laughs> well, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a nude scene of him in it. It's true. Oh I think yeah, that, that's I think right. That's he CGI is. though. But there's a lot of other stuff that distracts you from, you know. Yeah, he looks pretty tall in that new show. He didn't do what he said he was going to do. And, you know, that would have pleased all the girls and everybody. You know, if he went balls deep. (laughs) He He did. Yeah, he did promise he was going to go balls balls deep. So, man. James, should people go see Riddick? Uh, No. Um, So if you're somebody like me who saw Pitch Black years ago and thought, man, there is so much promise in this movie. And, you know, Pitch Black is not perfect. It's not. Uh, but it's fun. And I think the the thing that makes it stick with me is that the universe that they create is really pretty cool. You know, the um, it's, it's that same sort of, like, gritty, realistic universe that you get in Alien, you know? Um, just sort of, like, real people in space, you know? People who... There's some people who are addicted to drugs. And there's there's so many, like, layers to those characters. It's a, it's a little monster movie that's got, I think, well-developed, or at least decent characters in it. Um, and... And it gives you this little sliver of a glimpse into a universe that seems really cool, you know, S- space Muslims and people addicted to drugs. And uh, and then there is this side character called Riddick 
who's uh, a guy who escaped from prison, who's got these badass like eyes and you don't know why. And he's just cool. Right. Uh, and I think the promise of that movie has never been delivered upon. Um, so if you're one of those people like me who really wants a really great sequel to pitch black, maybe rent this movie. Um, cause there's some all right moments in here. Uh, and there's definitely, I agree with you, Bree. I think the, like the first 20 minutes or so where it's just Riddick in the desert. Uh, cr- fighting. Cr- crickets are chirping, James. Let's are you wrap this up. Or? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, they are literally chirping though. Um, the first 20 minutes where it's just like, you know, Riddick fighting these crazy alien monsters. I was like, all right, this, I'm, I'm into this. But then the voiceover starts and I was, I'm out. So, uh, I was I, yeah, totally I would... in with the voiceover. <laughs> we need to let the cricket on the show and give it that, let them have, put their comment in. <laughs> you know, I asked James if he, you should go see the movie. He talked for like 15 minutes about what movie they should see. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> you shouldn't see this movie and you should go rewatch Pitch Black because, man, it's good. I keep on trying to poke James to see what he's going to react with. Um, this movie is horrible. <laughs> it may be like the most bored I've been in a movie theater all year long. Oh, man. Oh, Smackdown. Anyways, here's the dumbass trailer to dumbass Riddick. Don't know how many times I've been crossed off the list and left for dead. So this, this ain't nothing new. Bounty hunters. I've been hunting ready for ten years. He's the most dangerous man we've ever tracked. Bounty's been doubled. I've come to collect your head in a box. So yet again, we play for blood. This is a man who sees in the dark. So watch out for surprise attacks. What is it? Now. You get where I'm going with this. Again! cricket in your basement yeah i think so too or at least in that in that window well oh yeah maybe in the window well real quick before we get too into this i want to point out something pitch black is not about riddick yeah pitch black is about rada mitchell's character mm-hmm. and, and she's this badass chick who 
has to go through a a has an actual character arc to her has to really like learn things about herself and learn to sacrifice for for the people who are her crew it's a great little story that also has this guy who is chained up most of the movie just sort of intense and you know eventually he starts killing people or whatever but that's that character very much like uh jack sparrow that character is great as a side character and I think the biggest problem with this movie is the only, the only character in the movie is Riddick. Yeah, I mean the the way that movie is though is like you said about the the world it creates. You want to see, you want to see more of that world. And when it starts focusing on you know the characters, it just it takes away from that. So you know you you know like I said at the very beginning of the movie, you know you see all the different animals, you see how hostile the environment is. Yeah. You know, and then you know, but then you're just like, well. You know, if you're if if there are people here, you have to be a badass. And when you know the people get there, you're just like, well, these people are not as badass as Riddick, and you know they're kind of just, I don't know, it's like Dog the Bounty Hunter showing up to, to, like, you know, <laughs> to get much. Riddick. Well, and, and James, oh, yeah. you said exactly what I've always said about Vin Diesel mm-hmm. is I think he can support movies. I don't think he can carry movies. He is not an action star like Schwarzenegger, The Rock. Tom Cruise, where you believe what he's doing, mm. um, you know, there's no payoff in him being marooned on that with the dude with the fucked up face. There's no payoff yeah. with uh, several other characters in it. Um, he makes idle threats that he never follows through on because he's supposed to be an anti-hero, so you don't want him to be too dark. Yeah. But then at the same time, he's like, I'm going to kill you in five seconds. Well, and, but he, and he is the worst anti-hero here. He's great in Pitch Black. I mean, Pitch... Okay, spoilers for Pitch Black. The end of Pitch Black, he's straight up going to leave these people on this planet. Like, he doesn't he doesn't care. And the, the whole story there is that Roda Mitchell tries so fucking hard to bring him back around you know, tap into the little bit of a heart that he has to help, to make him help her save the rest of the crew. And that that's sort of the story. That's the one little glimmer that he has. And here he's just like this shitty caricature of a badass, like this nineties action star badass. And and it's just not interesting. And and see, you know, the, the whole time I'm like, is this movie ever going to get going? Because to me, it's just a lot of boring stuff. Oh yeah. Even the action, I don't think was that good. Yeah. Um, Because by the time they get to the, like, because for some reason, yeah, they bring back the original director from Pitch Black. Well, I guess it's, he's the same guy who did Chronicles of Riddick. Anyway, they they bring that guy back, and they apparently think that the only thing they have in their pocket is monsters in the dark. Because they go back to, hey, we got to fight monsters in the dark. And it's not that much action with monsters in the dark. It's not very interesting. It's not very creative. Um, it's certainly not as cool as like those really brooding sequences in Pitch Black where you see the monsters at the edge of the light and stuff like that. There's nothing creative about it at all. Mm-hmm. And again... Pitch Black isn't perfect. It's not the best monster movie ever. But at least it's interesting. At least there's something fresh. There is nothing... There was no moment in this movie where I was like, oh, cool. Oh, okay, yeah, that's an... You know. No, it was more like, hey, he made a sword out of a bone. Really? Yeah, and like I said, it's just boring. I don't think there's anything in the movie that you say, oh, so cool. There, there, I, literally, there was 40 minutes of the movie where they're waiting for him to show up. And you have yeah. to deal with stupid these stupid characters of mercenaries, the the Santana guy who is annoying. Yeah. Uh Katie Sackhoff's character who I, I don't think it's her fault, but I mean it's written I think so, it's her fault. <laughs> it's written so horribly where she says, I don't fuck men and yeah. then all of a sudden Vin Diesel's chained up and he's like, I'm gonna fuck you. That is yeah. the, okay. I'm gonna go it's off really I'm gonna go off on my feminist soapbox here for a second. 
it's that pink. is the the character they always write for women in these movies where even though she's tough and she's badass she can beat the shit out of men the men always save her ass they fucking call her doll throughout the movie well, well that's, that's her, her name, name. it's D- no. D- no but that's naming that's a, her doll is really offensive. sexist and yeah. stupid but you, you guys yeah. didn't read the but credits it's d-a-h-l i don't care i'm just saying it's offensive they they know what they're doing yeah uh the female character they have in every movie where she is like tough and every badass movie? and muscular. I mean, Hold every on. every action movie. <laughs> Pitch black. Well, the one thing about her though is they they had her. They always had her playing the tough character, but remember she's uh, bad at well, it. Well, she's yeah, she's bad at it, but. Riddick stole her compact. Yeah, and then she was painting her toenails. She and has a oh my gosh, that's yeah. What I, was I like your toenails. You're running through space, and you're you're a bounty hunter, and you have a fucking compact. Yeah. Are you well, kidding me? Here's the thing. Here's the th- I'll go back to my Buffy the Vampire thing. Of she is allowed to be badass and feminine. No, but, but see that that is not what this character is. No. This character is not a like. A, oh, you know, I'm a girly girl, but I can also kick your ass. That's not who this character is. No. It's more of a, well, she's still got a vagina, so clearly she's into makeup. Exactly. What? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a poorly drawn out character. And then, they, and, and then they make her the lesbian, so she's like, oh, she's even more butch. But then right. she, like, and, pulls okay. the Vin Diesel. I don't so, know, yeah, so stupid. then they make her a lesbian, because you're like, well, she's butch, so she has to be a lesbian, right? Clearly. So that's already All cliche. strong women don't fuck guys. Then right. there awesome. is, if you've seen The First Evening with Kevin Smith, one of the questions that this woman asks him, um, she gets up and she says, so in... Uh, chasing Amy, you posit this theory that all a lesbian needs is a good, uh, is a serious deep dickin', uh, which he combats by saying, "Well, yeah, there's a character who says that in that movie, but I gave that line to the dumbest character in the movie to make fun of that idea." This is a movie where all the lesbian needs is a serious deep dickin'. Um, I'm gonna go balls deep. Yes, yeah. he yeah, literally yeah. says, yes. "You're gonna beg me to go balls deep." Fuck. You, mm-hmm. fuck you for writing and, this movie. And you know what? What really took me out of the movie, and I'm not. This isn't. Tr- I'm not trying to be funny, mm-hmm. but there's a there's a scene where Vin Diesel gets a little puppy, oh, and he kills the monster to get to the other side. Like there's only one way around, but he's climbing the rocks. I'm like, why does he <laughs> climb over? I don't know. But anyways, uh, so he the 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 puppy's barking at these other monsters in the the water. <laughs> Then in slow motion, Vin Diesel picks up the puppy and starts running towards the camera in slow motion. It's the best hero shot. No, it's retarded. It's so and bad. It's so bad. And then it's just. And then there's so many scenes in this movie where they show Vin Diesel walking in slow motion. Like they're supposed to have this huge like face off with this mercenary guy, and he takes off his cloak, and then he yeah, drops yeah. his. Fuck knife. this shawl I'm wearing! I don't need this shawl anymore. It's so dumb. I love, I've never been in, more right bored before, in movies here. Right before the puppy scene, uh, which I want to get back to, there's a shot where he he jumps. And he like his shoulders go back, and he's got the big sword in one hand, and it's like, oh, look how badass! And he lands in a puddle of mud, <laughs> yeah. and that's the sequence. <laughs> That's it, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. There's no... He's not stabbing anybody. There's no 300 moment. It's a 300 jump. It, it but he's not slicing somebody in half. That scene reminds you like Flashdance. <laughs> when, when, when we went through that mud. That's what it was like. He, uh... But the puppy... you Like, I want to go back to... He's got... He's running in slow motion with a puppy in one hand and a big sword in the other. Like, I'm saying... He's like a fireman fighting crazy, yep. like, alien animals. 
Uh, and it's ridi- I couldn't help but wail with laughter when that happened. And it drove me nuts, too. How many times did they do a shot of him kneeling down and taking his goggles off? Remember how cool these goggles are? Yeah. The lenses are perfectly round. And they're crooked on his head because they're, he has a misshapen head. They're strapped to my bald head. <laughs> I think there's a reason why they're focusing on the goggles because remember when at night it's cool because he sees night vision, but in the right. day he sees like neon purple. Yeah, well, that's so. it, and that's why which is again <laughs> stupid. In the first movie, the eyes thing is so cool because they don't. There's nothing yeah. about him being an alien. He's a dude who was in jail, and because it was dark in the jail, like all the guys in the jail got their eyes silvered. Yeah, and that's all they tell you. He's just like, and and that idea makes him more badass. He's just like, man, I don't know how that how you do that, but it sounds painful, right. you know. And it's just. Like there, there's nothing about like oh he can slow his heart or he's an alien. Any all that shit that they've added to Riddick later is so stupid and so belittles how badass that character actually could be. Um, that then yeah, like when he sees in fucking fuchsia, yeah, it's just <laughs> one so thing I wanted. Like if, oh, so if you're going to abandon him on this planet and you know how he see, why don't you just take his goggles? Yeah, why don't you take his goggles? Well, because in this movie he can still see in the day. Like in the, in I think in Pitch Black he has to wear them when he's out during the daylight because because his eyes are I, too sensitive. They should do a Pitch Black movie with Ray Charles. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I haven't seen I don't I haven't seen the Chronicles of Riddick. Uh-huh. I've seen Pitch Black. Oh, you haven't seen them at all. I, I've seen Pitch Black. I haven't seen Chronicles of Riddick. Oh my God, it's horrible. So this movie is, is better. Is Carl than Urban in them? Yes, I I I guffawed. When I saw Carl, I don't remember. Okay, because I don't remember Pitch Black very well. He's not in Pitch Black. He's I didn't only think in Chron- so. Chronicles of Riddick is like this bizarre mid '90s awful mainstream sci-fi bullshit um, that feels like it's written by somebody who wrote really bad cartoon shows for kids. Um, like, like you know, the failed writers from the Back to the Future mm-hmm. cartoon show wrote that movie. <laughs> like, I, it's it's awful, um, and adds all this bullshit about him being a Furian, and there's these air elementals, and there's the there's the fucking deadite people who are running around and keep what you kill, all that shit. It's horrible. It's absolutely, and it that's the thing. I was so excited about Chronicles Riddick because again. The little sliver of the universe you see in Pitch Black seems so cool and imaginative, and I, you know, like you see this little bit and you think, man, the universe out there is is Blade Runner deep and yeah. Blade Runner uh, original. Like it seems so cool, and then when you see it, and it starts, it starts that you're like at New Mecca, which is like this planet or city or whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, remember Muslims in the last movie, right? So now there's like a New Mecca in space. That seems cool. Whatever. You know, it seems it, like the ideas of these movies are very, like, pulp sci-fi novel, you know? Like, really cool, just crazy off-the-wall stuff. But then the action movies and the plots that they pull out of them to make these movies are just awful and, for these last and two. And I'm tired of seeing, um, even though I like him as an actor, I'm tired of seeing what the big dudes of Batista. Yeah. Because oh, yeah? You, you just, you know, you always know he's just going to... Do some wrestling moves, and it's good, the fight's going to be over in a little bit. I mean, because he, you know, he's he was in Batista was also in um, the last movie. Uh, what was that uh, with uh, Riza? Uh, Golden. Oh, the Iron Fist. Iron the Fist. man with the Iron Fist. Yeah, and you, you know, you, you just like I said, you, you know what he's going to do. I mean, um, being up against Riddick, you know, you know, in the beginning he had all these survival skills. He was badass, but when you you bring Batista in there, you're just like, okay, he's going to wrestle, and you know. Yeah. But did you know that Riddick was going to Hulk out? <laughs> For those listeners at home that don't know what hulking out is, in the mid-80s, 
Hulk Hogan was a wrestler, and when he was getting beat, he would do what he called Hulked out, and he'd start shaking and convulsing and flexing, and then nothing you could do could hurt him. Well, when Batista was trying to hurt Riddick by picking him up... He I, picks him up by his arms. Riddick hulks out and slices Literally. his shoulder off. I don't know. Whatever. Well, he like... He like... It looked like a Mortal Kombat fatality. And he kicks him backwards, and then he got his sword or some shit. Because mm-hmm. then he does the 300 jump, and yeah. Yeah. I think that's what happens. I don't know. It's stupid. The movie's stupid. I realized halfway boring. through, though, if you didn't... If you'd never heard of Vin Diesel before, um, and you heard that there was a movie starring a guy named Vin Diesel, you would assume it was a pro wrestler. <laughs> like, you would think this was, you know, fucking The Rock. Like... Dude, The Rock is badass. Well, he is. I'm just saying, like, the name Vin Diesel, that's a wrestler's name. Like, I will always see Vin Diesel when he has the voice. Oh, my God, that voice. His voice used to be good. Yeah. Iron Giant Vin Diesel was great. Have you ever seen those YouTube videos where they mash them up and they make, like, they change them all gay? (laughs) No. Yeah, it's like, it shows, like, uh, Fast and Furious and... It just looks all gay the way they put the scenes together. <laughs> that just, sounds it's good. Just hilarious, man. Uh, I'm. I didn't expect this to be good, and I still ended up being disappointed. What yeah, does that mean? Like, sheesh. It's boring. Yeah. Like, I could not get into this movie. Oh, and straight up, there are a few things I find less attractive than naked Katie Sackhoff washing her armpits. Ah, <laughs> saw her nip. Yeah, Vin Diesel said her <laughs> nail polish is the same color as her nipples. Yeah, that was an awkward and inappropriate line. Remember when he's chained but up and he's like, Oh, yeah. saw my nipples. Like, <sighs> oh, my God. Fuck. I like the, like the five chicks in the bed with him, though. Those chicks were hot. I'm going I'm to yeah. go watch Pitch Black. Uh, that's the only scene in the movie I liked, when there was like five naked chicks in the bed with him. They're all like, their tits are hanging out. Okay, so I kind of like the idea that, because at the end of Chronicles Riddick, he becomes the king of the universe or whatever bullshit. Um, so, God, that movie's stupid. Um, I kind of like the idea that like, oh, he's been, he's been king for so long that he forgot how, he forgot all of his animal instincts and he has to relearn them. Not what this movie is about. Like it's a throwaway line in there and then it's just like, oh, I got a dog puppy. Which, by the way, the Chronicles of Riddick series, or the Riddick series has the the worst dog CG. Like this is still better than Chronicles of Riddick. But Chronicles of Riddick is the second worst CG dog in film history. Right (laughs) behind The Day After Tomorrow. Like the... I don't know why they keep putting dogs in these movies. They're so bad. Ugh. Ugh. I think initially, though, it, when the, it started off the beginning, I, I did like the very beginning with the vultures. The, yeah. The yeah. alien-looking vultures and, you know, his hand being buried and, you know, all this stuff. But Well, yeah, him trying to, like, survive was cool, but then it just... Yeah. Oh, dude, that broken leg. Yeah. That first, the first shot of him dragging that broken leg behind him, I was like, oh, this is gruesome. Yep. Ooh, But man. then it came undone. Yeah. Yeah, then it all fell apart. Anyways, next week we're seeing, I don't know. We, we really don't know yet. yet. <laughs> uh, my friend Brandon from Copenhagen is going to be in. Maybe we'll do a special 80s edition of Real Nerds no, Podcast. Well, let's, let's just be clear. It's not going to be a, it's not going to be a Real Nerds Podcast. It's going to be a Ryan and Brandon show <laughs> hey, featuring the Real Nerds. I don't like this. I am the I'm going to fight honey. this kid. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like... If I wasn't as secure in myself, I would think that Ryan and Brandon should be married, and I'm not I'd fuck them. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am so man. secure with who I am. I'm just telling that's they have like a Turk and JD type of relationship. Who? It's a Scrubs reference. What? <laughs>
Bree, thanks for coming on. Thank we you. appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you so you guys much. for having me again. I'm glad oh, I made it. Always welcome. It was really yeah. fun seeing a movie with you again. Yeah. We loved it. I think I ate too much tonight, though. Yeah, uh, yeah you were about. Uh, um, you were Did you get two pretzels? Yeah, two pretzels? Two pretzels and a big old burger. And a bunch of he's fries. A, he's a growing boy. <laughs> <laughs> Alamo Draft House. Oh, man, yeah. Got the food. Thanks, Bree. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.